start the show. We started. Just started. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, what you want me? To, what do you want? What do you want me to? I mean, yeah. all right. Look, whatever. Hey, um, hey. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, everybody. Uh, hopefully, you had a good week and had a chance to catch up on all things blurred and nerd. I'm your boy, the real Vince Taylor, and of course, today we got the homie. With the new fresh bank and new green screen. What's up there, Yazzie? Oh, what's that a mic? Oh my god. Oh my god, it's Yaz. What's up, Yaz? What's up, Vince? Good morning, y'all. How are you guys Yo. doing this morning? I mean, we good uh with you in the background. Whoa, and look at speaking of backgrounds, look, somebody oh, yeah. brought the whole yeah, yeah. You know how we do it, baby. You know what we doing over here. Yeah. Yeah, man. The dude, my man's got meteor man in the background. You cannot he's got blank man in the fucking back. Blank you know? man is in the background oh, now. Silver man. Surfer. I'm confused. Like this looks like black superheroes, but the Silver Surfer, uh, what what part of Compton is he from? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's the albino cousin he's a silver surfer right okay cool. <laughs> uh yeah all right and i'm Vince taylor today we gonna talk about a whole bunch of cool stuff man i ain't even gonna sit there and blow you with it let's get to it all right all right, yo, so we back, and it's a lot going on. First and foremost, I ain't even going to sit here and BS with you. We got some dope behind guests that we're going to introduce to you in a moment, so don't go nowhere. Like, I have somebody who is going to be coming to a screen near you, burlesque style, so don't move that screen because I'm going to introduce you to her. And we have somebody who is in an Academy Award-nominated movie that is also appearing with us, who you can currently scream right now, not now, but, you know, after the show, you know, once we get done talking and everything. Then you can screen them on Netflix right now. I mean, like, we're going to tell you all about them so that you can stop the show after we get done and go watch them right now. But I wanted to start off just by doing our little recap. And first, let me go ahead and bring in our other fellow Blurred. What's up, Tyrone? Good morning. Good morning. Man, I'm feeling so, so bald <laughs> i've never felt more bald than i did with everybody on this screen looking like they are posters on some hair salon wall and i'm sitting here looking like baby mr clean um it's all good though it's all good because you know what i don't have to do hair maintenance hallelujah uh <laughs> except for when i wake up and have the covid and all that what's up tyron you good bro yeah, chilling, man. I mean, I you know, I know that your routine only involves a little bit of polish on the top. You know, what I mean? that thing up. you know, I'm I'm a little jealous, you know, but I you know, I got yeah. shampoo and condition and all that. But yeah, you know, it, yeah, be jealous. It's, it's a hard right. life being this being this pretty is tough. It, it, I know. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know, but you know, uh, you know, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and and Ty was just talking about. I didn't know that you had God of War too. So we all do God of War. Everybody on the screen right now is God of War. Like we've all done it, and I'm the only jackass who ain't beat it. Huh? Like I have given up on God of War because, frankly, the shit is too hard. I I'm at the point where I have to. No, I'm I'm stuck on <laughs> no. the mountain. I'm stuck on the mountain. Where where you got to get through all of those little molds 
and you got to beat all these folks. It might even be optional. I don't even know for sure if the board that I'm on is for real, if I need to do it, but I'm stuck on it. And I, I just gave up playing it, bro. You should probably like, uh, you know, go down to like the easy beginner level <laughs> and then play it just so you can enjoy the game because clearly it's too challenging for you. I was thinking yeah. about doing that, but my pride though, I'd rather just nah, not play the game. No more. That, the storyline of that game is, is, is cinematic. It's like a movie. It literally is like a movie, bro. Like when, you, when you're playing the game, you're looking forward to the cutscenes because the cutscenes are like, I mean, and not even just the cutscenes throughout the dialogue, throughout the whole game, you got the little dwarves cursing you to fuck out. Yeah. Like literally <laughs> cursing you to fuck out. They like, yo, what the fuck, man? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Gimli and them. Well, we'll yeah. talk about God of War a little while, man. But I do want to get y'all opinion on this week's episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I actually thought was pretty good. But I do have to say that it is finally coming to fruition. I did try to warn you guys. I said this show is literally going to end up being something like a lethal weapon, something like a something like some sort of literally if you look at the posters, you can literally sit here and see how it how it all pans out. You got my man Sam with my homeboy Bucky, right? Literally, you could take this out and say, all right, well, Sam and Bucky are the Marvel version of Lethal Weapon 4 or Lethal Weapon 3. Or this is Marvel's Miami Vice. Which one would you rather? <laughs> or, I don't know, maybe add somebody else. Marvel's Beverly Hills Cop. Either way, they are doing the buddy-buddy cop thing with the black-white person. You cannot deny it, bro. That's what's happening right now. The whole episode is buddy-buddy Sam and Bucky. That's the theme we going for. Don't tell me that I'm a liar. Don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. Tyrone, tell me I'm lying, bro. Am I lying? Come on, Optimus. Come on. No, I, I think you're right. I think uh, that was exactly what Marvel's going for. They were they kind of build it and and sold it as a as a kind of a, a quote buddy cop sort of thing uh, going forward, and that was how they advertise it and stuff. So yeah, that's that's no surprise to me. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I like I like the, their dynamic. I, I like. You know this the how how playful it is, I guess. Um, but they you know sometimes they're dropping truth bombs on each other, and and you're like, yeah. okay, damn, they're they're really uh they're really processing some stuff right now. They're they're actually talking like longtime friends. So yeah, you know it's uh it's there's there's some real soul to it. But yeah, I think I think they're really leaning into it. Yeah, yes. What do you think about the episode? I love the episode. I uh, I thought it was pretty hilarious. No lie, I was waiting for Bucky to beat the shit out of the uh, the new Captain America. Like no lie, <laughs> when he got out of the truck, I was kind of surprised. I was like, you didn't hit him? You didn't hit him? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Spoilers, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we we we. We're, we're definitely going to talk about that. I mean, we, yeah. we do spoil this morning, so don't even trip. I mean, <laughs> if you ain't seen it, then it's your fault. But That's Ty, I'm assuming Ty, you probably have an opinion. Um, what do you think about this last episode, fam? I mean, um, it was it was a slow episode. I mean, it, um, I mean, it, it for me it was more about getting you know acclimated to the new agent, mm -hmm. uh, the the guy who's playing uh, Cap. Mm -hmm. And if I, I think I think if 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 you're if you're trying to portray him as an asshole, you're doing a good job. <laughs> um yeah you're doing a good job of it um i was actually a little imp impressed 
with the way that he handled the shield. Um, really? Yeah, I, I thought he handled the shield shield pretty well. Um, and I, I don't mean carrying it. I just mean, you know, in the fight scenes, I thought he handled the shield. I mean, he did some, he did some like smooth ass shit. His man fell off the fucking, <laughs> yeah. fell off the, off the, off the uh, back of the truck. And he just like threw yeah. it up under him and caught like, I was like, what, what, what? You okay, know what I'm saying? Okay. I've never seen Cap do nothing like that. Now I've seen Cap beat you down with it and throw it and you know what I'm saying? And it come back to him, but throw it up under somebody's butt while they yeah. about to hit <laughs> That was pretty yeah. precise. Um, and, and it's, and it's kind of weird to see him with a gun. That yeah. that is like really weird, cause really, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, Why? Why that, shot is that? Was, that shot was clean too. Just because, yeah. just because, um, coming from the Steve Steve Rogers cat, he wasn't using any 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 guns. Bullshit. When the very first scene, the first Avenger, the very first thing in the very first Captain America, the very first thing he does is kick open a door and fire a gun into the bad guys. Are it's you talking about are you talking hold on hold on a second hold on a second man are you talking about when like like when he first became Captain America like way 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 back in 19 you know what I'm saying well, you make it sound like that don't count like he's still Captain America you know what I'm saying well, he's, he's I mean I, because I was I was really talking about the the present day um Steve Rogers that we've seen in the I mean the fact, oh, the fact that you would go that far back, I mean, it's kind of you know that's typical you. But let's just say Don't whitewash the predated the predated the predated, the predated Steve Rogers, who insisted on doing things the right way without guns and everything like that. It looked a little bit. That's why I said it looked weird for, to me to see in the very first scene that him, him come out with a gun, especially present day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, yo. That's why I was like, oh, okay, he's we shooting. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know what I mean? Like, I've seen Falcon with the with the with the little joint on the back shoot doing all of the shooting and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? So I mean it it but it this is something we've been we've seen from him consistently. So like this, this uh Captain Captain America you're showing right here, you know what I'm saying? He's not using no guns or nothing like that, bro. He's like he's you know what I mean, he just it's hand to hand. But I get right. it. He's got the I'm, super soldier shit, so I get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I mean, you, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry about that. Now, I was say, if you think about it, like he's basically a cop. Like this, uh, the US, this U.S. agent, he's he's essentially just a cop. So he's running around, you know, acting all like, you know, he's I'm Mister America, Captain America, and just also shooting at people because. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh. yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> Every time I Whoa, see my. him on the screen, my my brain starts playing that song, "Secret Agent Man." Like I just literally, <laughs> every single time I see him, I'm like, "Oh my god, why is like, why do I keep thinking about this?" Like, so, 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 do we, do we? I mean, are we, are we liking uh the quote unquote new Cap? Who we think? I think we know in the comic books as. U.S. agent, all right? Mm -hmm. And U.S. agent, for those of y'all who don't know, is also a super soldier who actually, some would argue, is even stronger than Captain America. So there's a possibility that he's just withholding his strength as of now. I get the sense we are being fed for the hellified misdirection. We're being told that Cap Am, that this new Steve Rogers, this agent, 
is a hero. He's working for the United States. But I get the sense it's a little deeper than that. And him and Baron Zemo may be in cahoots. I There's a lot of misdirections being thrown around right now. And I think that what gave it away for me was when they went to his high school. First of all, big up to John Winters <laughs> for having a black high school band. <laughs> Come on out to greet this dude. I'm like, all right, bro, I see you. But I'm going to take that same big up back and take all them points back because he has zero lips. Like, where are his lips? Why does he not have lips? Like, what, what's going on with the lack of lips? Uh, Yes, can you please explain to me uh, why Mr. Walker don't got no uh, – how does he kiss or eat or like what what exactly is going on here can you please give us a rundown he's an android and uh he's he's (laughs) made after the depiction of uh the old man from up you know we're getting a glimpse of what he looked like as a uh you know as as a 20 year old man so you know this is this this is what we're we're portraying is uh you know this is the new captain america right here the secret agent you know yeah so so agent he 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 has a a a, a wakandan vibranium shield and yep. he's a super soldier with serum but he could easily be defeated by a whole shitload of balloons that fly him in the, in the air I did, I did appreciate though how they didn't like change up his costume and the emblem um that way you know it's not exactly like you know what i'm saying captain america's because that would have definitely pissed me off um but oh, i yeah. definitely i yeah because like he's not captain america you know what i'm saying steve rogers is captain america like well i mean uh, some would argue that uh Ta-Lim, captain america is he who holds the shield which is why bucky is so mad at uh falcon for giving up the shield i mean after all what is captain america other than really just a super soldier with super serum that fights for america with the shield i mean what do you want cap is gone steve rogers has died of That's old true. age so what are we just going to let his legacy completely go on just just just, you know, I mean, do we discontinue it? You know, I don't no. know if that's how it works, Ty. <clears throat> well, I mean, uh, now that you brought that up, it's funny because uh, we we had a chance in this episode to come across Mr. Isaiah Washington and mm-hmm. Mr. <laughs> Isaiah Washington um, was also. A, a former Captain America, of a, a former, you know, uh, representative of the Shield. So, uh, you know, it's it's what we're seeing is uh, the like you just uh, mentioned the legacy of of yeah. Captain America, and ha- and that's what this episode is. It's pretty much Bucky being upset the whole episode about the legacy that Steve left to uh, uh, Sam. And the fact mm-hmm. that he feels as though Sam is not really taking it, you know, seriously, and he's taking yeah. it, right. and and I think also there's an underlying desire by Bucky yeah. to to right all of the wrongs as the Winter Soldier, and so he kind of feels like he should have, you know, got the got the chance, you know, knowing every with Cap knowing everything that he had been through to 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 get the shield. So uh, it's it's really unfolding. Um, I, I I really want to applaud Kevin Feige and 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 just how Feige and how he's putting these storylines together and writing these brilliant pieces because the 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 fact that he touched on because he didn't have to but the fact that he touched on the neighborhood mm-hmm. and the fact that the police just stopped them for talking 
Right. And then, you know, like the, the temperature and how yep. it changed from, you know, ready to shoot you to, hey, hey man, that's that's Sam. That's the Falcon. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You, yep. it, it, he, he's taking present day events. Yep. Applying them to his storyline and doing it in such a way that it the transition to it is flawless. And I applaud that. Yeah. I, I was going to say, Tyrone, uh, before we bring in our guests, uh, that I think that one thing that they're clearly doing is they are mashing up current events with the current Marvel MCU. And I think that they're doing it a pretty uh, doing pretty well with it. This is the second episode now where we've seen uh, what it uh, uh, them interject the quote unquote black experience into the Marvel universe. We've seen the denial of a loan. We've seen uh, uh, Cap, uh, excuse me, not Cap, but um, Falcon uh, have to be more of an Avenger than just Sam, and he gets more Avenger privilege than anything else, right? So I think that this is clearly them trying to make sure that that is not lost on him. And it's probably yeah. a part of his growth, too. What do you think? I, I think you're right. I think not only current events, but also American history. Uh, to touch on what time about Isaiah, um, I, Isaiah was actually, uh, I was informed by a friend who was like, uh, he's a big, you know, longtime Captain America fan, longtime reader and stuff. And supposedly Isaiah was uh, was actually part of the, the Super Soldier Serum program when they were trying to perfect it. And they were using black soldiers as experiments, basically. Like they were like, hey, we got to make sure that this is good. And then they perfected it with Isaiah. But, you know, they weren't trying to have a black Captain America. So they put him in jail. And they were just like, yeah, yep, Cap Steve Rogers, you're the first one. And, and congratulations. And you did it. You know what I mean? And so they're they're actually uh, addressing that and, and embracing that story and, you know, and kind of painting, making it so it's not just like this glorious America and you know we're the we're always right and everything and and I think that's a that's a really it's a really powerful storyline it's a really powerful way to to portray it and also yeah. I like that they're just kind of they're they're telling people like hey this is this is where we are and if you're on board yeah. we're going to tell the story and we're going to have a good time but if you're not on board with this if you're going to be all you know sensitive about it and stuff like that and if you're going to you know get all up in arms and you can get off the train right now yeah, absolutely. And I love that. I mean, it reminds mm -hmm. me of a scene that I was just watching uh, American Gods and um, in American Gods, Shadow is confronted because somebody goes missing and he has to uh, the police come to him and the police, you know, they basically they're, they're like they're like. Uh, yo, Every, did you, did you everybody is girl. Not just the police, but everybody yeah. in the town starts like, look, everybody's like a house. Like, oh, it's yeah. like everybody knows about you, but you. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> my point is, Ty. My point is, after they, after he's exonerated, so to speak, the police chief comes up to him and he's like, "Yo, you know, um, my bad about the whole, you know." You know, me asking if you kidnap, you know, the child thing. You know, I mean, it looks really bad because you know I'm, you know, Caucasian and uh, you know, you're, you know, you know, whatever, you know, whatever, you know, whatever. And uh, and uh, and uh, you know, we're not, we're not a racist town. And then Shadow says the has the best line ever. He says, "Well, this town is still in America, isn't it?" Yeah, man. So that happens, man. And sometimes you have stuff like that happening in towns. There are little towns that have what they call hillbillies uh, sometimes, and <laughs> nobody would know that better than my next guy that I'm bringing in here. I want y'all to meet. This is like my dog, my boy, my 
yo, like we go back like things on crack. This dude, we down like four flats. And I've known him for stand up, you know, because we both do stand up. Uh, he was on tour with Felipe Esperanza for a while. Uh, you know, the winner of America uh, of the last comic standing, if I'm not mistaken. But not only has he been in that, but this is the only person on this panel ever who is actually in the Marvel Universe, with the exception of one other. But my man right here actually did a scene in The Gifted, if you don't recall. Oh, the wow. Gifted was a show about the mutants uh, that were, you know, basically put pushed into hiding after the whole mutant uprising and, you know, all that good stuff. But he's doing a lot of big things right now. He's acting his ass off. He's up in Atlanta and he's doing so much stuff that I just had to bring him on. But one of the most notorious things that I think you may know him for is a scene that he had in this movie that just recently came out called The Hillbilly Elegy. If you don't know about The Hillbilly Elegy, it stars a few people uh, such as a <clears throat> Lois Lane uh, <clears throat> and Corella DeVille. Uh, hallelujah. <laughs> I did that for you, yes. And uh, he has his own scene in this part as well. He kills his scene, might I add. I don't want to show the whole thing because I want y'all to watch it, but you will definitely see him on there. I want y'all to help me welcome to the platform none other than the one and only Adam Murray. <laughs> Coming all the way from where he at, y'all. What up, Adam? <laughs> What's up, man? Yo, you good? All right. You know what? Uh, uh, all right, hold uh, Yay! There he is. <laughs> What's up, Adam? You good, man? It's good to see you, family. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. It's early as shit, man. I don't know how you guys are this. <laughs> right? Oh, uh, come on, man. It's call time, bro. I know you can do call time. You know what that is. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all. Normally, I'm, I'm like, yeah, like if, if there's call time, like there's breakfast. You get to take back your trailer. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's all, there's a whole thing. I got to see someone who does my hair. They don't do it. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that explains a lot. Well, how's everything going, man? Yo, first of all, congratulations on your success. Congratulations on landing these big roles. I just want to know what it's like to be in a scene with, I mean, well, first of all, I don't even know if you were in the same scenes with Amy Adams and all of them, but you were on set. And I mean, just talk about that experience, man. Like, what's that like, bro? Well, well, first off, uh, it was I, I was just excited to be there. Uh, like uh, I got, I mean, I got to spend all day with Ron Howard, who was fucking amazing. Wow! Uh, the like, like I walked on set. The first time I met him was walking into this Radio Shack thing, and I was just looking around, going, "Holy shit! They fucking recreated a Radio Shack." You don't see it, but it's stocked with like real stuff you'd see in a radio shack like they had all the remote control cars that were shit that radio shack made and they had like all the you know little banks and weird stuff i, I don't know how much you remember of a radio shack but they used to have their own <laughs> weird products that none of them worked really well but they had all of them. uh somehow they had acquired a bunch of like real old products from the 80s and I walked in and was just like going, holy shit, look at all this stuff. And he popped up from behind the counter. And I was like, holy fuck, that's fucking Ron Howard. Uh, and he just oh. walked right over and was like, hey, what's up, man? He told me what we are going to do. Uh, so Glenn Close, as I understand it, was actually supposed to be in that scene. Oh, uh, like That's what they told me when I was doing the wardrobe fitting. But uh, uh, she didn't get out of hair and makeup in time. And so 
they moved her line from that scene into the next scene. That's that's apparently why they have that whole like argument in the car. Like I guess they were gonna have that, but it's longer because she wasn't in the scene. But dude, it was fucking amazing. Like when 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 uh when they had like they shut down the whole town. Like when they filmed that shit, they they had the majority of the town they were basically running. And they had this business next door. Like, the whole block was taken up. Uh, you can't see in the movie, but they had, like, the whole front of that business is glass. And then mm-hmm. out front, there's a sidewalk. And then there was one lane of the road going one way. And then this median that was the size of, like, a football field. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of the road going the other way. They had cars going. And they had, like, people walking and having picnics and stuff. And when they called cut, it was like the Truman Show. Like, people's cars started going backwards. People started walking backwards and shit. And you don't see any of it in the movie. Like, it was just there just in case the camera happened to pan over. But the the other thing that was crazy, like, I know you like, like, technology and gadgets and stuff. The the camera they used was, like, nothing I've ever seen. Yeah? they, They had a guy that basically had, he was holding the sensor of the camera, right? Like, it completely detached from the camera. And it had this group of wires about this big that came out. It was like a fire hose. That went over his shoulder and connected to a guy with a backpack on that was holding the camera. And so the guy was just basically able to maneuver this little sensor around to oh. film. And they, they had someone else on focus. Like, it was the craziest shit I've ever seen. I didn't even know they had that stuff for a camera. Like, Three people, at least three people, on just the one camera. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's the same thing uh, I use uh, to hold my junk. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, throw it over the shoulder, keep it on the back until it's time for usage. Uh, well, that's yeah. crazy, man. What was this? I mean, I'm assuming that this was in Atlanta or somewhere in Georgia. That it was in Macon. It was in Macon, and uh, it, it was one of the projects I've done where, like, they had. You know, they had us sign an NDA, so we're not supposed to say anything. But, like, I showed up to Macon, and it's a small town. And I look like I look. And <laughs> so I went out to eat, and, uh, like, everyone there knows everyone. And so when I walk in, everyone's like, who the fuck is this dude? And uh, I sat down at the bar, and everyone wants to walk over and be like, so who are you? And why are you <laughs> What's going on? Dude, I remember going to this bar one day and um, I was like, you know, they were asking what I do. And I'm like, I'm a, I'm a comedian, which is the wrong thing to say. Because immediately, oh. okay, we know. We know why you're here. Mm. And I was like, I'm just here to sightsee. They're like, you're here for the Glenn Close and Amy Adams movie. And I was like, how the fuck do you know? <laughs> you see the trailers. Like, you know, it's a small town. They still got to walk out and eat. We've seen them. We know they're mm. here. Yeah, you know, man. I was like, God damn, man. Like, it's it's basically like, you know, um, you remember doing shows in like Deland? Like, yeah. You know, small that. It's that kind of town that they filmed it in. They filmed it in Macon, which is the only thing that's famous for is the Almond Brothers. <laughs> uh, which, speaking of which, the uh, when they shut down that whole street to do the uh, the Radio Shack scene, they had like, First off, it was hot as shit in that mm. little building. Like, I don't know if the AC didn't work well or whatever, but they, like, 
I can't imagine how much it must have cost just to like rent an entire, you know, I don't know how long they rented that fucking building for, but you can see it's a whole fucking radio shack. Like that wasn't on a set. That was, that was, they legitimately built a radio shack in the middle of this town. Wow. And we were next, they had like the next couple, like, uh, businesses or whatever they had rented out for the day and so they had rooms we could just sit in that had ac and one of them had like our chairs you know those tall like actor chairs yeah yeah mine just said something generic like crew or actor or whatever then next to me was the kids chair i forget that dude's name uh and then glenn close and then the the fourth one was like i forget what exactly it said but something like mr piffles the fantastic and it's me and like my handlers and you know the people that are in charge of making certain i don't do dumb shit uh are sitting in there with me and i was like whose fucking chair is that like is that what ron howard goes by on set that's pretentious like are you serious like what the fuck is that and they're like that's glenn close's dog like, are you fucking serious? She, has a, she has a chair for her dog like what the fuck is that uh, man step your game up adam uh, <laughs> maybe one day you'll get a chair like her dog dude her dog has apparently like forty thousand followers on instagram and i'll be like, oh okay so that Come dog's on. more famous than i am that's, that's <laughs> more about fluffy over here than they give a shit about okay all right <laughs> fine that's fine dude, well yo it's I crazy can- that you uh found a radio shack that looks like a radio shack but what's not crazy is that there's actual still radio shack products out there because i'm sure all that stuff went to storage uh ain't nobody buying none of that shit though right after that movie came out like radio shack like resurrected or whatever uh like they're online only now they're coming back which is Uh, right you have no idea how many people Message me like, dude, Radio Shack's coming back. You should. But so funny. While we were filming, like that kid, uh, who who he was great, but uh, he's like eleven or twelve. Like right. when we were filming, uh, and he doesn't know who the fuck Ron Howard is, right? Right. You know, he hasn't he hasn't seen Apollo thirteen? I'm guessing. Right. Yeah. Or, or Andy Griffith. <laughs> right? Yeah. No clue. Uh, but uh, so, but he knows that Ron Howard is a big deal, clearly, because, you know, once you step foot on this set, you, you can tell it's a $45 million movie. Like, they were spending some bucks. Uh, so he knew Ron Howard was a big deal. Uh, and so while we were there, it seemed like he was trying to garner favor with him. Like, he was like, you know, was that good? You like that kind of thing? Uh, and then at one point he called him Rob (laughs) (laughs) and Rob was like, actually it's Ron. And you could tell there was that moment where he, he was just going to beat himself up over that for the rest of his life. He did that like, (laughs) like, and then like tried to act like everything was fine. You know? Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I, I, I hope he gets over that. What I'm not over yet is your role in the Marvel universe, bro. Like, I'm really interested in what it was like to be on set with the one and only what I call Jason Pitts uh, from the from the game. I don't know if you used to watch the game, Yaz, but th- if any of y'all watched The Gifted, it was a dope show. Um, mm-hmm. I think it got 
uh, a bad rap because it came out at a at a bad time when Marvel was making its transition. It took all of its shows off of Netflix and did all this other stuff. But the show was so dope, man. And I look up one day because Adam has all these NDAs that he signs, and I look and I'm watching the show, and I'm like, "Yo, I'm like, yo, that's Adam. That's Adam. That's Adam. That's, that's Adam. Not Black Adam, but but my Adam. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and yo." I was just like, yo, he's standing in the sea. I did I just want to know like what was what all did this entail, bro? Like, how did this come about? What was it like? Was it a whole bunch of takes? Did you originally have speaking lines? Did they cut any scenes? Oh, was yeah. it hot out there? Did you shake any hands? Did you meet any? I mean, what what just give me the experience, man? What's popping? So uh auditioning for stuff like that, they don't tell you what it is. So uh I found out from someone else when we were filming because it was, I think this was season two. Uh, yep. People already, some people who had worked on it already knew. Like, like big things have code words for it. Like the Ron Howard movie was just called Code Word Ivan. But hmm. this was actually called Heaven. So everything on set, instead of saying the gifted, because they didn't, they didn't want things to come out or spoilers or whatever. Right. Uh, they, they called everything heaven, and they had like, uh, I think I actually have a uh, a script for it in the closet I can find that showed oh. the the word heaven. But they made it look like that was legitimately the name of the show. So on on everyone's like everyone that's like an official person walking around the you know PAs or whatever they're they're they have these like tags they wear. And it all said heaven. All the scripts said heaven, season two or whatever. Um, and that way all the extras, like, especially, I guess they're doing it, especially for the extras. But literally for everyone, like, they act like that's the name of the show is heaven. And you don't find out until it airs. Like, there's, <clears throat> there's been some other stuff that I've auditioned for that, like, they just say it's unnamed. Uh, but, you know, that's just the way it is. They, they, don't, they don't tell you so that... Uh, spoilers don't come out. Like I, I've auditioned for like three different seasons of uh, Stranger Things, and they'll do oh. things like they'll send you scripts that uh, are fake. You know, because they just want to. Oh. They're like, all right, this is close to what it'll be, but they just want to see if you can act uh, in this particular scenario. And then if you get cast right before you go to set or whatever. Or maybe a day or two before they'll give you the actual script that you're gonna. Or they won't. On shows like that, they might not give you the whole episode. For for the gifted, they gave me the whole episode. But for uh, for a lot of things, they might just give you your sides. Uh, but yeah, there's been uh, other things that I I can't talk about that I've gotten to audition for and stuff. And I've come come real close to getting some some real fucking awesome stuff but yeah man you're hasn't you're, quite hit it yet you're definitely on your way we can Dude, tell that, so booking the gifted uh you're at like it was hot as shit but that their budget was like a blockbuster movie like they had i i, I don't know if you've been on sets like that before but they have like you know those things they hold up to either black out the sun or you know have like that uh reflectors or whatnot they had them on cranes man like whoa they were they were the size of like like above us right now is this uh actually not in that shot in a different shot they had this uh like when i'm running up to the car they had a 
a thing the size of like a swimming pool in the air above us, blocking out bananas. the sun a little bit. Like, I mean, it was bananas, man. Like they, they had, you can't even see it in that shot, but they've got these massive vehicles, like tank looking things uh, back there that, you know, say like uh, fucking, you know, zombie or not zombie, uh, mutant like uh, recovery unit or whatever. So, I mean, if anyone that had any sort of brain would be like, okay, this is something to do with, you know, Marvel or, or X-Men or whatever, because it says mutants right on it. But, dude, that the, the bald guy, I don't know if that's the one you're talking about. That was, he was in that other show. Yeah. Uh, we got to hang around and just talk. And I did that thing where I go, like, you got a little something on your shirt, and you look down, and I, you know, hit, you know, bopped him in the nose. And my <laughs> right there, her name's Jennifer. We, yeah. we became friends from the, she was in Stranger Things. Oh. Uh, so if you remember the the scene where they go to like the fair, she's the ride operator on the, the God, what's it called? The Gravitron, where she starts mm. yelling at, at the kids to sit down or whatever. Uh, she's, she's in, I think it's like season four or whatever. But so we became friends, but like, so I pointed the guy, Shirley, you got something right there. Cause we just, we broke for lunch and then come back and look down and I went, Boop, and she's like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, it's hysterical. Why not? <laughs> well, you don't know what this is. I'm like, I don't know. You know do? like, yeah, haven't seen, like, I remember we were, they had a, they had a van. It was so hot. They had a van that they would sit us in just so we could be inside AC. Like when you're doing shows like that, they, like I was telling you, they had that other building we'd walk to instead of the Radio Shack. Because uh, they they don't want your makeup or whatever to run. Or, or like if I start sweating real bad, you know, my hair starts to droop or whatever. So for, for I guess it's more important for people with more makeup on them than me. But they... Uh, because typically they're like, yeah, he looks. This is this is the weird look we want. Like, <laughs> right, right. But yeah, they uh, they sat us in like an an air conditioned van. The extras they just had standing outside. I felt, I felt bad for the extras. They, I've I've come to find that uh, they they say that extras kind of get treated like cattle, and it's pretty true, man. They just they just left those dudes fucking standing outside for. I mean, we were out there all day, all goddamn day, and it was hot. Like yeah, they were just yeah. trying to find shade and shit. But what? those were the two projects where I had, like, I had a stand-in, you know, a dude that's just vaguely like me. Like, if you ordered me on Wish, like, he would just come in and, like, stand <laughs> when they're, like, getting the camera ready and stuff. Well, let me ask you this, Adam. I mean, you're in the MCU. Uh -huh. Are you a Marvel fan? Do you watch Marvel yeah. stuff? What, what's dude, going the, on? Uh, you guys were talking about uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I've only seen the first episode because we had a crazy storm come through here yeah. uh, in the last day or two, and the house flooded, and we've been dealing with that. Uh, mm -hmm. So I didn't get to see the episode that came out last night. But the dude that's playing the new uh, Captain America, that's that's Kurt Russell's son. Yeah, yeah. Mr. No Lips like, himself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he does look like Kurt Russell, Yaz, a little uh, bit. I know uh, you posted yeah. about that, Yaz. Got, he's got Goldie Hawn's hair for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, now that you mentioned it, it makes sense. Yeah, yes. Uh, look, I, I know you posted about him being Kurt Russell's son. Do we like him? 
I don't know if I don't. I mean, I feel like they're trying to kind of make us like him a little bit. Yeah, I feel like they're kind of making us like him. Some people do like off rip like him, and I don't. I'm not like hating on them for it. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone to each his own. You know, your opinions are important. You know. But uh, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna have to warm up to this dude because so far, like, I, I do agree with Ty. His action scenes, they're, they're pretty on point. But I mean, if he's a super soldier, that's what's expected. So I, I don't know. I, I kind of want, I kind of want to see him become more of his own instead of, you know, like, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he can't be of his own. Yes, he's stepping in Captain America's shoes, Tyrone. I know, but he's. He's still he's still his own with being this you know being an agent so we'll see. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen the second uh, second episode, but I mean, are you saying you're not, you're not certain if you like the guy, the actor, or the I mean, character? I don't know the guy, <laughs> you know <what laughs> but I know the actor uh, is playing the role of somebody who's supposed to take over Captain America's spot. And we know that in, we were talking about before the uh, before we, you know, we, we were able to bring you in. We were talking about how he's actually U.S. agent from the comic books. And we know that in the well, I don't know if everybody knows, but in the comic book, U.S. agent has a has a pretty dominant role. Um, him and Battlestar, who we also met Battlestar, who is a big deal in the comics as well. Um, there's they're making their on screen debut, but they're doing it through the guys, which is dope because once again, we have Marvel doing what Marvel does, which is stick to the script. This is a scene from the actual comic book. They literally are doing what the comic book because the comics are good as they are. We don't have to go and remix it, right, Tyrone? I mean, what are you feeling about Mr. No Lip uh, America? Yeah, I think uh, you were you kind of touched on something earlier. You were like, if they if they're trying to cast somebody who's like kind of an asshole, they're doing a good job, and I think that's exactly what they're doing uh, with this guy because he's kind of, you know, he's got this sincerity. Like, I just want to help people. I just want to be the guy. You know, I want to mm-hmm. do my best. But there's there's something under that that we can't yeah. quite put our finger on just yet, mm-hmm. and uh, you can start to see it as the episode moves along. You're just yeah. like, I don't like this guy. There's something about this guy, and uh, there's a lot there. I think that uh, you know he seems kind of entitled. Yeah. Uh, you know, he seems like you know it, like everybody should just fall in line behind him. You know, right. he he's always addressing everybody as though he is superior, and I think right. that there's a lot uh, that there's a lot to unpack there, and. And I, I'm looking forward to where this goes. I think that, uh, you know, I think what we're going to find is is he's going to represent the ugliest parts of America instead of, you know, this the Steve Rogers version uh, representing the best of America. Yeah. I mean, he reeks of douche and white privilege, uh, <laughs> yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and it's starting to come about. Um, I wonder... He was so quick to chase down Falcon and Winter Soldier when they were chasing all of those folks way in Munich. Where the mm. fuck was he when he was getting stopped by the police uh, you know, in Baltimore? Uh, you got a tracker on me, homeboy. Why you didn't just page one of your people and tell them I'm the fucking Falcon and I shouldn't have to worry about all this because I'm a goddamn adventure. I mean, Tyler, I don't know if this is what they're trying to do. Trigger us. But I'm triggered, bro. <laughs> First of all, the, the little man called him Black Falcon. And he was like, I'm not black. He's like, nigga, you aren't black. You are a Falcon. You is Black Falcon. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what they were trying to do with that scene. But we unveiled three black superheroes in this episode. 
All right, we have the new Captain America, which we know is going to come by the way of Falcon. I mean, look, let's just get it out the way. We know it's going to happen. That's what the comic books say, so it has to happen. Uh, we have Battlestar, who comes as U.S. agent's assistant. Uh, <laughs> assistant <laughs> and, and then we've got your boy Isaiah, who we know from back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, was a super soldier, you know? Liking to Captain America, and if you think about it, he kind of looks the way Captain America did when Captain America finally passed the shield on to uh Sam. So, yep. Ty, I'm trying to wonder before we bring our next guest in, uh, I'm trying to like figure out like why is it that Bucky hasn't aged? He's been on ice. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> all right, wrap that up. All right, well, <laughs> move, move right along. <laughs> when you guys watch shows like this, does does it ever bother you how sometimes they they get like physics wrong? Like in that that squirrel suit scene in the in the first episode, like when the guy just like kind of cruises right into the helicopter, it's like that right? wash from that helicopter <laughs> would have been hell on that squirrel suit. Or just yeah. like you know what, I'm gonna throw another dude on my back. <laughs> I don't know. I was impressed. I like it. I like it. I, I, the first episode, the first five minutes are exact, are everything you want from Marvel. And so I was happy that that, but of course, it defies all laws of physics. And, <laughs> and we, not at all. Not at all. No. I mean, nope. come on. Let, let, we're talking about a universe <laughs> where people turn into big green men uh, when they get angry. <laughs> I mean, they talked about the three, the big three, all, the, all, big three. All the show, the big three, aliens, aliens, androids, and, and wizards, and, and sorcerers. Oh my god, that was so oh, great! He said magicians, yeah. <laughs> wizards, wizards. Nah, he said wizards. Yeah, wizards. Like, There's wizards. no such thing as wizards. He was like, okay, sorcerers. Doctor yeah, Strange. So He's like, that's a sorcerer. Well, sorcerers just wizards without a hat. Without a hat. <laughs> Ty, he says, he says, oh, so we were going to fight Gandalf. He said, what? first came out like back when the world war one was still going on man and i don't know hey, Go ahead, hey, Vince, i wanted to say this though um about uh u.s agent um did he seem like an asshole in 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 some of the scenes yes but there is a, a little bit more to unpack about him. Okay. There was a couple of things that was said. Oh, okay. he got four. Uh, what yeah. was it? Four. Um, yeah, yeah, like war, metal, war, metal, 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 yeah. Metal, yeah. Uh, uh, they made a they made a comment to him, and they said, "Um, <laughs> yo, have you ever jumped on a grenade?" He said, yes. "Yeah, four of them, right? Four <laughs> times." <laughs> yeah, he said, "It's a helmet so trick." The thing I do with my helmet. Yeah, yeah I, I jumped on four grenades to save other people's lives. So when you think about it from those those terms, and the fact that he did have a, a very uh uh crisp um background and career, right? Uh, with, and decorated with 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 all of the uh stuff that he did, um, I don't think that he necessarily will be America's, you know, the bad sides of America. I think he is actually trying to be the best he can be but mm. it's just it's he's getting resistance yep like it's like when you're it's like when you're in a new position as a manager and you're trying to you're trying to you know bring people on board and then they're resistant 
you know, it, it causes friction. Yep. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing friction. And the friction is because Bucky and Sam feel like you shouldn't have the, the, the shield right now. And right. he's just saying, look, I understand where y'all coming from, but I got the shield. So there's no point in us arguing over that little stuff. Let's get work done. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yo, nah, we do it our way. He's like, look, man, like I got the resources. I got everything y'all need. There's no more Tony Stark. Stop being stubborn and just come on. I think that's what we're seeing from him. So um, I, I, I want to give him a couple more episodes before I before I just, you know, villainize him and say he's going he's gonna to be the worst you know, version. Well, Let's give him an opportunity. Man. I think well, it's not. It's not. A, it's not Tyrone. It's not about him being the worst version. It's just about him having that. It, like you don't get the the ickiness you get when you hear him <laughs> say, like you know, I mean, it's government property, you know, and uh, hello, government. When you right. like when you hear that sense of entitlement that you yep. never heard from Steve Rogers, you're like, man, fuck this dude, man. Who do yep. you know? What I'm saying, who do, who do, who do, who do, who, who do you think you are? You know what I'm saying? And I think that that. <laughs> It's like just a little a little bit of a crumb that leads us down the path that lets us know that not only is he never going to be Steve Rogers or Steve Rogers esque, but also there's a dark side of him that may that may be like I figure he's like a diet homelander. It feels like he thinks he's doing, he thinks he's doing well, and he is saving people, but he's fucking up shit at the same time somehow. And I just don't know how he's fucking up shit yet. You know what I'm saying, Tyrone? Yeah. Well, and I, and I think a part of it is agenda. So because he is, uh, you know, literally an agent of the United States, he has an agenda that's not necessarily just about right or wrong. Exactly. Captain America is always what's right in this moment, right. not not right. what's right for America. It's what's right. What's what's right for everybody. Uh, right. And whereas, uh, you know, U.S. agent, you know, when they were talking, they had that that conversation. Falcon was like, we're free agents. You know, we get to you know, we get to uh, to do what's right, basically. And you got all these hoops to jump through and, and you know, you you work for the United States government. And, uh, you know, as uh, Walker's response to that, U.S. agent's response to that was, well, stay out of our way. Uh, and which yeah. which tells me that, you know, he's he's going he's wanting to go on this mission for reasons we don't know yet. Right. Uh, on behalf of the United States. So uh, whereas, you know, they, they never had control of Captain America and or Steve Rogers and, and they were never going to control Falcon. Or the Winter Soldier, for that matter. So, you know, this is—I feel like this is the, them kind of taking up that mantle of the of Captain America, and basically using it the way it was originally intended. Uh, you know, with the old Steve Rogers version, which was like kind of propaganda. You know, yeah. uh, they weren't—you know—originally when Captain America was first created, he wasn't meant to just be out there like fighting and stuff. Uh, you know, it was it was more of a propaganda tool and the way the MCU presented it. It was like, yeah. take a picture here, go do an event here. And then he was like, no, I want to be out there fighting. You know, I want to be out there, you know, trying to to go and and, and stop this evil from happening. So, uh, you know, I, I think we're, we're seeing sort of the other side of that to where now this guy, this, you know, John Walker, you know, he's like following orders. Uh, I'm, you know, moving in in the direction that the United States government is pointing me. And I think that's going to, that's where the conflict is going to lead. What is, what is that, Adam? What what, what are we showing? That's the the script I was uh, telling you about. Oh, it says heaven. Oh, hey, Hollywood. Guess who doesn't know how to keep secrets? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He's He's like, look. (laughs) (laughs) appreciate that yo real quick they give you like a, a little script like 
Oh, okay, like a little mock drink. The day's, the day's shooting. It's like, oh. a, it's got like, you know, it's, it's like a little tiny script on there. Oh, it looks like a Sam's Club receipt. But yo, real quick, just to kind of just to kind of touch up on what Ty, Tyrone was saying. The funny thing is, as, as we bring in uh, our next guest, uh, Captain America was built for propaganda, but wasn't traditionally as he was the Brooklynite that he is. Right. A, a, like in his soul. He, they used him as who he was for the propaganda. This is somebody who's using the propaganda for himself, it seems. It's almost right. like in reverse, right? Like, remember, in Civil War, in the actual Civil War, Captain America was a fugitive. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was on the yeah. other side of the United States. He wasn't, you know, which was, I mean, unanticipated because you would expect for Captain America to be on the side of the government. And actually, it was Tony Stark who was on the side of the government. So it's just interesting to see this whole juxtaposition. Yes, I said it. Look it up. Um, of how they choose to use these two characters and show the difference in what one can do with their quote unquote honor or their quote unquote weaponization of the United States military, which is what it feels like Captain America current you know U.S. agent is doing. He's already tracking Bucky yep. and Sam without even letting them know. Right? Yes. I mean, yep. what the fuck? I thought that was super salty. I also, guys, I wanted to touch base. Did you guys notice that the the redheaded girl was the girl that was from the solo movies? Oh, in Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The girl from the she solo movies. She yeah, was yeah. the rebel. She was the rebel leader in the solo movies. You guys remember yep. that, right? And now she's yep. back, and she's more badass. All right, yeah. she's like the fucking. She's like the leader. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to like touch base on that first. And like another thing too with with how U.S. agent was like. Remember, he he originally how he started the whole conversation with them was like, "Yo, you guys were getting your butt kicked before we showed up." You know what I'm right. saying? He's very, like like you guys say, he's pompous, he's arrogant, he's very full of himself. You know what I'm saying? That mm -hmm. those are things that Captain um, America, like Steve Rogers, was not. So that's yeah. I, I think that's what's like really jarring at me. You know, like and is that he's 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 too arrogant for me he's like you know he's like how andrew garfield was in spider-man you know what i'm saying and like everyone just like didn't like him because of that fact you know and i feel like i'm i'm having that those feelings now with with the u.s agent because he's just he's too much right now he's he's overbearing he's too he's too condescending for me i guess you can say is the right word i'm looking for you know what i'm saying because he's just he wants to be right all the time you know it's like it's all about me like my my justification so i don't know i just feel like like, I don't know. We'll see where this guy leads, but I don't think he's going to last very long. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, I just want to play devil's advocate real quick and just say that, right, that I think it's just a little dry. It's just, it, it could be just a little dry humor. Like, I just, yeah. I think, I, like, it, it, I think we're, we want to, we want, like, we want to villainize him so bad. Like, I mean, and it's like, I I, I get what, what you guys are saying, but I don't think it's arrogance. I think it's confidence. If you jumped on a bomb, Four times, if you got four medals of honor, if you got you were captain like at a young age, if you it's at some point you you know what you you know your skills. And I think he was just trying to be like funny. And and I think a lot of times he's trying to be funny and it's just dry humor and it's not it's not like connecting. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a that is a tactic to loosen somebody up that you don't know is to okay. try to come at them with with humor. I mean, I hopefully it hits and, and sometimes it doesn't, but that's usually what you try to do with, with a stranger, I guess. 
You're right, but I get what you're saying. But Kojo Prince just pointed a very valuable thing that I was literally just about to point out. He said, put some respect on my name and stop calling me Bucky, bitch. He does not know Bucky. Why is it not a first name basis wow. with him? Uh, well, he, called him, he called him Buck. Yeah, yeah. he didn't even call him Bucky. Yeah, him like Buck. like like he's Steve. Yeah. Like he was like, I'm sorry, Buck. You know what I'm saying? Like he was like, like it was, I don't know. It's just I just feel like he's too he's like that friend that you invite over for your like family dinner and they already feel like they're part of the family already, you know what I'm saying? But they're not. And you're like, how do I politely tell this dude that like, you know what I'm saying, he ain't gonna be around much longer because he's just a little too overbearing, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's there's a way to slide in and like you know be kosher about it. He's just like, yo, I'm cap, take it or leave it like i don't really care what you guys think or not you know and i get that because you know he's he's got the background for it but it's just like there's a manner to go about it these dudes are way older than him so you have to go on the level of respect first that's how you have to approach it he does not have respect you know what i'm saying like it's more of just like i want to be your friend if you don't want to be my friend then fuck you you know <laughs> well, what I'm saying? that part uh and just for clarity uh it was actually falcon that called him book and i don't understand why he had such a bad why he's had such a bad reaction to it. It ain't like they didn't just fight the freaking Thanos and all of they, you know, like it ain't like they didn't just fight side by side and all that, but it is what it is. Um, I'm going to do the weirdest segue. I, I couldn't figure out a way to segue this without <laughs> it being weird. So I'm going to, I'm just watch how I segue this Tyrone and just, just watch, <laughs> watch the, uh, the brilliance of this segue. So we're sitting here looking at talking about Captain America, right? Who obviously has a shield, with a star on it, uh, <laughs> stars, right? Star, like Star Trek. <laughs> this, is a, this is a Jeff Goldblum segue. <laughs> so, so speak, speak. Since you mentioned Star Trek, uh, <laughs> we just happened. We just happen to have somebody on here who may or may not have been, uh, you know, uh, uh, who, who, who may or may not have a show coming up that has a Star Trek theme that I would like to make sure that we recall. I don't know what kind of Star Trek y'all was into. If y'all was into the OG Star Trek with the original Captain Kirk, or if y'all was more TNG like me, or if y'all are into the JJ universe. But this young lady right here actually is going to be doing a burlesque show in which she will be using Star Trek themes some of which you may recognize, and I'm here for it, baby. And it is going to be next week, the 3rd through the 5th. Get your tickets now, motherfucker. And just to give you a little bit of background on the young lady, her name is Phoenix McKnight, Midnight. And you can see her right here. You see in the background, Al, doing a little thing, thing, risque. She does some cosplay mashups with the burlesque roles. Hallelujah. And so even with the Joker sometimes, you know what I'm saying? You got to do a little thing with the Joker. <laughs> It gets, this is not for kids. This is for adults. So watch out, y'all. If you ain't ready, it is coming your way. Anyway, I want y'all to help me. Welcome to the platform, Miss Phoenix McKnight. What's going on, mama? Hey, how you doing? Hey, she got the flash with her, too, y'all. Look at that, bro. And she makes that herself. What's going on, y'all? So how's everything, Miss Phoenix? Not much. I'm hoping my, my phone holds up better than my computer because my computer was good. And then I was like, oh, you doing shit this morning? It's all good. I love the shirt. Yo, so so you're like a legit Star Trek fan. Like, that's your thing. You're a trekker. Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Close up. 
Yo, okay. Wow. That's, that's dedication, man. That's going to be a hard one to cover up. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me. So Phoenix, like, how did you become, like, what, what brought you to the Star Trek? You know, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's very fascinating to me to see a cosplay theme burlesque show specifically uh, uh, and even though there's no thirst which means i can't go because you know what i'm saying i'd have been thirsty as hell than ever um but yeah man like what what like what what, what 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 makes this like special to me is that it embodies two things i love uh ass and trick <laughs> so like what's going on like how do we come up with a show like this what's going on so i got into star trek it was actually um an ex-boyfriend? God damn, you can see in my messy-ass costume room, but that's okay. Oh. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Um, I got into Star Trek after like me and an ex-boyfriend, he was trying to get me into it, and we broke up, and I was like, well, why did he like this show so much? So I started with Next Generation, mm. and then it just took off from there. Um, four years ago, a friend of mine uh, had put together a Star Trek for a show up in Jacksonville and the Inferno. Uh, and wow. I have a Lieutenant Uhura act. I made one for that. Wow. But there was a second act I wanted to do. And I'm like, well, I, I, I got to do this. I got to do this because I, as far as I was aware, nobody else had a burlesque act of this character. Everybody does, you know, Kirk, Spock. Data, I think somebody did a triple burlesque act at one point. Hmm. And I'm like, but nobody's ever done this character before. And after watching the series, Next Generation, DS9, Voyager, hmm. I watched Enterprise. That hurt my soul. Um, yeah, Enterprise was tough. Yeah, I'm sorry, that, that, intro, that intro was no good. And- <laughs> I don't have faith of the heart. I do not. I, I am perfectly okay to say that. And I'm like, no, I got to do this show. I, I, I have to do this show. This show has been in my mind for four years. It's got to happen. Yo, well, I'm impressed. I mean, Talim has already bought six tickets, um, and he's not even going to be there. He just wants to support. Uh, <laughs> He wants to see the B-roll or the behind-the-scenes looks. Um, and uh, no, well, now, anybody else on the panel, Trekkers? Uh, I don't know, Tyrone, Talim, Adam, Yaz. Do any of y'all watch Star Trek? Did you watch Star Trek? Do you have a favorite Star Trek? Talk well, to I, me, Tyrone. I, I do just want to say, uh, before you have a bunch of angry nerds coming at you real hard, it's Trekkies. Uh, no, uh, it's Trekkers. <laughs> It's both. It, it can be both. Michelle Nichols said trackers in an interview a few fight, years ago. Fight, 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 fight. <laughs> All right, let's do this. I'll be right there. <laughs> well, that's that's the never-ending debate. Like trekkers, trekkies. At first, I remember we would call each other trekkies, and then somebody was like, "Well, trekkies is a little juvenile, so trekker." And it's just real stupid. I don't know. We'll call, I don't well, even know. I'll yield and accept both as as an answer. And uh, nerds, uh, if, if you're going to come at somebody, don't come at me, okay? <laughs> go at him. Don't, right? don't go through the ball guy. <laughs> I'm going through it enough as it is. Uh, but did you watch Star Trek, Tyrone? Uh, I grew up on uh, TNG, uh, but I, I also did watch some of the old, you know, Kirk stuff. And, uh, you know, back in the day, I used to watch Voyager and Deep Space Nine and stuff. So, yeah, there's some there's some <laughs> Trekkie Trekker in me. Yeah, yeah. Adam, any yeah. Star Trek there, bro? Dude, I, I used to watch the, the movies. I wasn't big into the TV shows so much other than the, I forget the dude's name, the Reading Rainbow guy. 
Oh, uh, Jordy LaForge. Jordy LaForge. I used to watch for him when I was a kid. But when I when I drove a cab, I actually used to have a regular dude that I would take to the airport all the time. That he used to, I forget what, what he called him. He built some sort of like Star Trek set somewhere. Oh, sorry. And he was telling me like about the stuff that would get stolen all the time. Mm. Like apparently there was some famous inside job where they stole some massive chair that I guess Captain Kirk would sit on. But it was like, he, he explained that it was like, there were hidden bolts like in the floor that you had to know how to get to it. Like, like apparently this chair is worth like, you know, somewhere in like the 60 to hundred grand area, but like someone fucking stole it from whatever the fuck it was he, he was building. But like apparently Star Trek fans like that are fucking rabid. Uh, yeah, uh, bro, you're dealing with this. Uh, listen, this is a fan base that literally learned its own language. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, you got motherfuckers walking around like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you can understand it. Like, yo, uh, while I'm fluent in Klingon, like, I put it on my special skills. <laughs> it's, duo. it's actually a language on duo that you can learn now. No! Yeah, Duolingo is teaching Klingon, yo. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. The green owl is teaching Klingon. Yo. <laughs> Yo, all right, sign me up and right if you now. Don't do your Latin, he shows up to your house with a batlet and challenges you to honorable combat. <laughs> oh, you hear that, Talim? <laughs> <laughs> I just got it. I got, I got something to make that sound. No, it ain't in my house. Come down to my house. I got something to make that sound. Come to your house, punk Listen, did any of y'all watch? The latest Star Trek, all right? I mean, let me just give you my rundown, all right? I'm, first, I'm loving Discovery. All right, well, I was up until this last season. I ain't gonna lie, this last season was some bullshit. But the first two episodes, the first two seasons, Tylene, you could probably agree with me, of Star Trek Discovery were fuego. I'm loving the, the Star Trek J.J. Abrams reboot. For the movies with Chris Pine as the lead and Zachary Quinto and Zoe Zaldana as Uhura, even though Zoe, they did kind of flip all the races. You know, at first Uhura was black. Now she's Dominican. You know, and we haven't got one lately. It's been a while since since that last one. So I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, that last one, I don't know if it was really as good as it should have been. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I like Idris Elba, but that storyline was a little weird. Uh, but ultimately, you have to see if you're a true Star Trek fan. Please check out Discovery. It's worth the $5.99 a month, at least the free trial that you get when you do have the first seven days, I think, when you do Paramount Plus, which originally was CBS. Um, frankly, it's worth it to see Michael Burnham come to come to her come into her own as uh I'm not gonna spoil it, but let's just say as a as uh one of the members of the bridge on Discovery. I mean, they really went through the whole history they talked about captain pike they had spark they had the original klingons they had they even introduced a new superhero type character called the red angel which you'll talk which you'll see about if you watch it but i feel like i'm the only one that watched it here so i want to shut up because uh, uh no <laughs> so i watched all of season one um and then life happened for me yeah. Uh, so I, w I have not caught up on season two or three just yet, but I love how they were integrating aspects of 
uh, Discovery's crew with things that were going to happen yes. later on that you see in the in the original series that you even see up until uh, Next Generation. It's mm -hmm. it's a great show. It's an absolutely beautiful show. Um, I will say. The Klingon designs, I wish that they would kind of start making up their minds on that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing. That's the only thing. So, so you so so uh so what you're saying is you don't like this new version of Klingon in Discovery where they don't have butts on their heads and they just have uh you know <laughs> like the, you know the different types of and they even have well, racial Klingons, like they're black and white Klingons and yeah. <laughs> So if you watch Enterprise, Enterprise is really only good for two things. It tells you what the M and M class planet means. And it also tries to give a background story as to why Klingons lost their ridges uh, that you see in the original series and then gained them back. Wow, um, yeah, that's right. There, there's an episode in DS9, uh, I think that's Trials and Tribulations. Yes, I am that level of nerd. I am so, wow. I, no, I'm, not, wow. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. The crew gets sent back to Kirk's time. And of course, they're trying not to mess up the temporal directive. But at one point, Worf, who is there, who has ridges and has to hide them, uh, is sitting in the cafeteria where the original series Klingons are, and his crewmates from his time are like, "Wait, those are Klingons? What's oh. what, what's up with them?" And Worf just says, "We don't speak of it." And then they <laughs> finally try to end. They finally answer that question in uh, the Enterprise series. Oh, whoa! So basically, it's almost like there's an evolution as it pertains to Klingons, right? Like it's like. Just like people evolve, Klingons evolve. So not I mean, quite, I guess not quite an evolution. Um, like I'm debating whether to spoil it or not because, again, Enterprise, you have to trudge through it. Thank God it was only four seasons. But no, it was bad. It was bad. It's like post 9/11 bullshit mixed in with it. There wasn't really a lot yeah. that the show really gave us, but. Um, no, I, I, I know. I think if I have to suffer through it, everybody else got to suffer through it. Watch it and find out. <laughs> nah, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I couldn't watch Enterprise. It's something that does not appeal to me about going backwards when it comes to the inner when it comes to the Starship Enterprise. Uh, I don't really want to. Now, I do think that it's interesting if you watch Discovery, which me and Ty watched. Um, they do actually go onto the Enterprise, um, and they elaborate on how the Enterprise, despite the fact that they have holographic tech still decide to use what they call old school screen tech you know which is why mm -hmm. you see Kirk always talking to the screen instead of talking to the holograms that they the see in the other ships. Uh, but I also like the fact that there's so many Star Treks uh oh am I lagging yes it looks like I'm lagging all right whatever um it's so many Star Treks that you can literally pick and choose which is your favorite uh does anybody on here have a problem with the JJ Abrams reboot I loved it especially the first two I guess we love the only too. problem. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> my, my only problem with the J.J. Abrams reboot, the first movie was good. Uh, the second movie, and look, I'm okay with, you know, Bandicoot Cucumber Watch or whatever, but um, <laughs> I think they could have chosen somebody 
more appropriate for Khan. Khan's character is from oh, from Asia, the, ne the Nepal India uh, area. And yes, Ricardo Montalban is not any of those, <laughs> but they still could have found somebody a little bit more, a lot more appropriate for that. <laughs> wasn't wasn't Khan saying. wasn't Khan Benedictine Cumberbatch? Yes. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so Doctor Strange was also Wrath of Khan, and I thought that he killed. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I agree with you. But no, his acting was good. His acting was good. I, I, I ain't saying that. But yeah, like, he was strong as fuck. All right, he he was yeah. he kicked hella ass. All right, he somehow maintained. I don't know. Ben, Benedict, he can do any accent. You know what I'm saying? Like he, I don't even know what the hell he's supposed to be. And I always wonder. See, one thing about Star Trek. That is is it lets you know that it's fantasy. Unlike this show, Expanse, that tie that the two ties and I watch, <laughs> is they don't they don't operate in a sci in a scientific physical reality. All right, I mean they try to explain it as best they can. You know, oh well, we have universal translators, so we all understand what's going on. Uh, yes, we have gravity modifiers, but they really don't talk about how every planet has the same gravity, how every planet has atmosphere. Every planet has sunlight. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and, and even like the, on the ship, like no, what they did do in Discovery is they did go into like how there is an anti-gravity because at some point in time, when you get blown up on the ship, they actually have that shield that goes around the ship mm -hmm. to allow it to maintain the oxygen levels. Uh, such yes, as when the force shields go up, yep. Right, right, right. So I'm liking that, but I also don't mind the fact because one of the things that I think that got lost in um in the new in the Star Trek Next Generation phase, guys, is Captain Picard and Commander Riker stopped leaving the ship as much, right? Like it was a lot of on-ship drama with Deanna Troy and Crusher and you know what I'm saying? It was like, all right, man, we get it. It's, it turns it was like the days of our Star Trek uh at some point in time. <laughs> Uh, it, it just started to get a little, you know, so I like Discovery is like a good mix of both. Uh, uh, Deep Space Nine was dope. I like Voyager. I like the introduction of the Gemini Dar, who is one of the few that can uh, that can actually like collapse the Borg. Uh, I didn't mind uh, 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 Enterprise, but I couldn't, you know. Eh. Nobody's blaming you. Nobody's blaming <laughs> you for not, for, not doing Enterprise. Nobody's blaming you for that. So Go ahead, Kyle go ahead. Mason has a good. Can you can you bring the comment on? He's got a good comment. Um, he okay. asked actually, where do you even begin? Where do you even start? You know, if you're if you're trying to get into and you're trying to get into Star Trek. Oh my god! You guys, All right, you guys are on a level of you know like ridiculousness. Like, where do you start? That's a I, great question. Mm, I personally would start at Next Generation because the original yeah. series, it's cute, it's campy. Right. Um, but it really doesn't touch into uh, current events like the original series could. Like there are still some episodes that are very relevant from Next Generation, which was, you know, 25, 30 years ago that are still relevant today. Whether it's about race, whether it's about genocide, there's one that tries to touch on trans rights. Oh, yes, it's, you're right. You're right. Yeah. That's so. True. I think it's I think it's a good place to start a next generation, move forward, and then backtrack to the original series. So you can see, okay, this was in the 60s. 
this is what was going on at the time. So, of course, it's not going to be perfect. And, of course, there are, uh, you know, other Star Trek episodes that are not perfect. Code of Honor. Uh, we don't talk about that one. <laughs> um, but you kind of see where the appeal came for having a show like that yeah. at that time. And the diversity that came along with it. Having a Russian officer, having an officer, and of course, having a black officer in the form of Michelle Nichols. Uh, yeah, I, 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 can I um, tap in on that? I know you're the pro Phoenix, but I got to disagree there. I grew up on Star Trek, so I grew up on the 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 uh, William Shatner and the Litter Nimoy, mm -hmm. and you know, and the originals, you know, the original horror and all of that. Like those, if you grew up and you had a chance to watch them, first of all, yeah, it was a little like you said campy as far as the special effects and everything like that, but the acting. The acting was great, and it meant a lot for the timing because remember, Ahura was black. Yeah, right. She was she was she was a, a, a intricate part of the show. It oh, wasn't yeah. like she was just on there just at just to be on there. She was very much involved in the show. Yeah, and and, and you know what I'm saying. So like just whenever you're whenever you're you're trying to to, to watch something, you want to see it from the roots because you want to see the 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 development of the show the development of the characters the development of, of 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 you know star trek being a star trek fan and i don't think you can really appreciate star trek without without like really giving william shatner and leonard nimoy their due because that without them there would be no next generation there would be no deep space nine there would be no picard there would be none of that because they these dudes actually set the set the set the table set the standard now i i mean i I see where you're coming from, so I I, I can't I can't fully disagree with uh, what you're saying. And for those who don't know just how powerful it was to have such a diverse crew, right. uh, Michelle Nichols, after the first season, she was gonna quit. She oh, was shit. like, I wanna I wanna do theater. I I don't you know this was fun, but I'm good. She later on ended up attending a um, NAACP meeting. And somebody told her, hey, there's a Trekkie, a Trekker fan who wants to meet you. And that Trekker fan actually ended up being Luther King Jr. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Let me spell it So he goes to her and says, hey, we love your show. This is the only show that we, we let our kids watch. And she says, thank you. I appreciate it. By the way, I'm, I'm going to try to quit the show. And he goes to her, why? No, you can't do that. You don't understand. You don't have a black role. You're not a mammy. You're not a nanny. You're not right. a maid. You have an equal role. Yes. And that hit her hard to the point where that following week, she went to Gene Roddenberry and said, I'm staying on. Wow. Hold up. I did not know any of this. Yep. <laughs> wow. yep. I literally learned... Tyrone, guess what you missed? Um, it turns <laughs> out, <laughs> yeah, Tyrone, let me put you back on your side so you can be yeah. your twin. Um, <laughs> it turns out 
that Martin Luther King saved Star Trek <laughs> in addition to black people. <laughs> Damn. That's a, it's got some galactic reach he had. That is impressive. Bruh, I mean, listen, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I don't say I disagree with you know both of y'all. Uh I don't think that you should start with the uh last the next generation, nor do I think you should start with the first one. I think you should start with the strip trek show Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> This is a great introduction to Star Trek, hallelujah. Um, but in all honesty, uh, just playing around. But I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not. You should that you should definitely do that. But you should definitely start where you feel most comfortable. I'm not gonna come in here and tell you that you can't watch Spider-Man uh, uh Far From Home unless you've seen Tobey Maguire's version of Star Starts of Spider-Man, or unless you've seen the cartoon Spider-Man, you know, Ultimate Spider-Man. You know, you can't do that. I don't think that's how it works. I don't think you have to start everything from the get. Not everybody read the J.R.R. Tolkien books for Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, but they still enjoyed those three-hour series. And Lord of the Rings actually was a sequel. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think that's one has to start at the basis, Tyleen. And I think you're tripping on that. Just because you grew up like that don't mean everybody got to grow up like that, man. So I honestly think my opinion, and this is just my humble opinion, in addition to the strip trek, uh, who was that that made that comment? Let's, let's uh, talk. Uh, it's Kyle. Uh, so, Kyle, you're really asking, like, where you should start. My honest, humble opinion, if you want to get the most out of your bang for your buck for, for Star Trek, I think you should start with the J.J. Abrams reboot, bro. Why is that? Because you'll get the gist of the whole entire universe in a two-hour series, in a two-hour movie, as opposed to having to watch. Because the Star Trek seasons aren't like six to eight episode seasons. We're talking like 24 episode seasons, all right? And little people, everybody doesn't know that the first Star Trek, the OG Star Trek with, uh, uh, with James Tiberius Kirk, actually was only two seasons. It just was like 26 Three. <laughs> three three seasons. Okay, my, it's, it's, well, damn. I yo, look. Have you ever felt so out geeked before? <laughs> yo, talk about fact checking, yo, like live on the spot. Um, but yo, she's right. Three seasons. I know it was something like that, you know. But it was like only a couple seasons. And, and then they did. And then and then, how many movies did they do, Phoenix? Um, five, right? They did. Um, are you talking about the J.J. Abrams or the I'm, original? I'm, no, I'm just talking the about original. the William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy hookup. Uh, for the William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy, they five, did five. five, and then the next generation they did four. I might have that reversed. Oh no, no, because it was a uh, Star Trek: The Motion Picture, mm-hmm. then Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan, mm-hmm. Star Trek: The Search for, Spock, for Spock, Star Trek: The Return, uh, Star Trek: The Voyage Home, then mm-hmm. Star Trek: Undiscovered Country. All yep. right, and then that ended that, and then it was first contact, generation, generations, insurrection, and nemesis. Nemesis, yep. Which so, I'm gonna say I like. Nemesis got a lot of shit, and maybe that's just because I like Tom Hardy. You know, white boy with actual lips. It's nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why do you think that? Why do you think Hollywood keep trying to, to, to like hide his face? They know. <laughs> they know. Yeah, the Capone, the Capone one was like the crazy race. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> man, that's cool as hell. So, with the whales, the way that was uh, the voyage home. Uh, which one, yeah, four, which I think was the worst one, frankly. <laughs> like, why go home? Like, we, you know, what is what do we want to? It's called Star Trek, not Earth Trek. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nobody cares about the way. 
I mean, you know, before Peter comes at me, we all want the whales to succeed and to do the best they can in life. Um, but at the end of the day, man, we watch Star Trek to see what we can't see, which is people on other worlds. We want to see Kirk fucking somebody green, uh, which he always manages to do. Um, so I just I think it's funny that uh, Kirk and uh, uh, ends up on Star Trek. Uh, uh, excuse me, Chris Pine ends up on Star Trek with JJ, which actually stars Zoe Saldana, who is actually green in the Marvel <laughs> in the Marvel universe. Oh, yeah, I just realized. Yeah, man. Yeah. She's blue. She's brown. Yeah, she's everything, yo. It's crazy. I just love the fact that there's so many different and, and and give it up for John Cho as well for taking over the role of Captain Sulu. There's so many different layers to this Star Trek universe. And just like I said, to kind of cap that off, I would definitely recommend Kyle uh starting with the Star Trek reboot by J.J. Abrams. It'll introduce you to all of the characters, and then it'll make sense when you go back and watch them again. Um, but there is, frankly, in terms of the episodes, no substitute for the next generation, which I think was darn near, uh, it has to be like one of the best, uh, with the exception of when it gets too, it gets a little too soap opery. You know, there are some very, very monumental characters that were developed in that series. The Borg being the main one, shall I say. I would, the Borg reshaped. I would say Picard, I would say that Picard, it, like the, the Picard. first season of Picard, would you're right, give, you're right. would actually, if you ask me, the first season of Picard right now, hands down, you're right. is the best series that Star Trek has put out. Hands whoa. down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa Hands whoa, down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Queen Hands down. Uh, Absolutely. Over, the, over first discovery? the first season? Yeah. Of Picard. Of Picard. Was was what the bet it the, the fact that they left the door open for so much stuff to happen. The fact that we saw all of the characters reemerge with actual you know plausibility. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's true. come on, man. We we got we got we got a we got a Riker. We got Riker. We got we got we got uh Troy. We got Picard, and then we got um Data. Riker's uh uh Troy. White. Deanna Troy. Deanna Troy still looking good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Deanna Troy. You know I ain't like, it, yeah, man. It's yeah. and and then and then you got you you got new characters. But the reason I say it's the dopest is because. The, the CGI and the special effects that they're doing with these these new this, these uh cyborg that like that little the girl yeah yeah and yeah, then yeah. and then and then old boy who's like the protector yeah yeah yo, yeah, yeah. yeah man you you're like yes this yo, is the dopest man we period. didn't even talk we didn't talk about the spore drive all right the spore drive exactly from no, discovery but that's in that's in discovery. So for those of y'all don't know, uh, and uh, hopefully we're not losing you, Adam. I, I can see the the interest dissolving. No, 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 no. <laughs> what you got to do with me? You know. What I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just sorry, man. I just messed with you. But um, yo. So for those of y'all don't know, obviously, if you watch Star Trek, then you know that you can't get from one star to another without jumping light speed, which is oddly enough something that Elon Musk is literally discussing. They are actually talking about warp drives in real life right now. Which in the expanse, I think, is a more realistic depiction of what it would be like to go through warp drive. Because I often thought it was very interesting how on the enterprises there were no seatbelts. Uh, <laughs> 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 just, just go to the speed of light, and we're just like, huh? 
There's a Bernie. There was a Bernie Sanders meme where he's, you know, in the chair and he's just like, "I'm asking again, why we don't have seatbelts." <laughs> 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 but no, they they, they oh. did introduce them very briefly in one of the J.J. Abrams movies for like a split second. I'm like, "Oh, so you do have them? <laughs> why do the rest of the Enterprises not have? Why do not the rest of the ships have this? Okay." Yeah, Adam, what were you saying, bro? I'm surprised we've talked about Star Trek this much and no one's brought up Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, you're right. Whoopi. Oh, shit. Whoopi was definitely, uh, I mean, I mean well, she was huge in it for a long time. Yeah, she was Guinan. She was thousands of years old. Uh, I think there was a little. Oh, the hat. Oh, yeah, she. And I, I, would know. I, I love it. But like with, with Whoopi, she uh, was very inspired by Star Trek in the sense that when she first saw Michelle Nichols on TV, the right. quote was that she turned to her mom and said, look, Ma, there's a black woman on TV and she ain't no maid. Um, wow. She won later on. She was a big actor. Hey, I want to be part of Star Trek. And the producers were thinking, well, how the fuck do we let Whoopi, you know, this big actress right. into this show? And she said that, you know, she'd be happy with any role, which is how she got the uh, role of Guinan. Guinan, yeah. And then if you go back to uh, Generations, it explains, uh, the, the movie Star Trek Generations, it explains how she got on the ship and a little bit more about her people and, and her race. And it's just beautiful. There's also a, another Black woman who um, uh, benefited very well from the show, Dr. Mae Jemison. The astronaut. Yeah, the first as the first black astronaut, first black woman yeah. astronaut. Excuse me. Nichelle Nichols was part of the recruitment. Uh, with N NASA teamed up with her to, to recruit uh black astronauts and other astronauts of color. And Mae Jemison actually has a very small role as a transporter uh, engineer in the Next Generation. So. Oh, yo! Look at What'd you say, Adam? How many seasons was Whoopi on? Oh, she was she, she came on, I think, second or third season of Next Generation. And then she had uh, a movie. Yeah, she was she was in a movie. But the funny thing about it is that her her superpower was that she was an old ass lady. Uh <laughs> she just lived for thousands of years. Um, but there was one episode where I think she confronted Q. Um, and Q was scared of her. He was, actually looked worried. Like she put her hands up, and yes, he was like, "Oh, put her hands." Hey. <laughs> yes, I was, I was always wondering what the hell was Whoopi gonna do. I don't think Whoopi's gonna be like, "Uh, I, what you ain't gonna do is." <laughs> <laughs> get the she was just gonna take that hat and be like, "Yeah, yeah." Um, <laughs> what you no? That excited me. So when I heard about um. Picard season two coming up and uh, Sir Patrick Stewart actually came up onto the view to personally extend yep, the invitation ask. to yep. Whoopi Goldberg, which I loved. I yep. did not love that that one white woman ended up touching her hair saying, well, what are you going to do about her hair? I'm like, leave her hair alone. Oh my God. <laughs> he touched her hair and I was ready to like throw my shit at the screen. And Sir Patrick Stewart said, she can do whatever she wants with her hair. I'm like, that's right, right Picard. That's why, right. Why would you ask her something like that? Oh my God, it's so dumb. But I can say this. Uh, let me let me say this real quick. Here, here's one thing that I'm loving about. All right, as, as we you know sit and discuss discovery. Um, I love the fact that 
Star Trek, from its origin, was always about diversity. Always. 100%. And if you look back at the cast, <laughs> at the very first episodes, it was, it was somebody it was, from every ethnicity. <laughs> literally, they had, a, they had an Asian member. They had Sorry. a Russian. Now, Russian, now, at the time, when there was this whole Russian Cold yeah. War thing going on, Checkoff. they had little Chekhov up there. They had Scotty in Scotty. engineering. I don't know, Captain. She can't go over so far. Power. Yes, oh, Captain, I'm an engineer. They had Dr. McCoy, who's just your ordinary Texan, Alabaman, whatever he was. It's, God damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor. You know, like it was always about diversity. The, the women, there were women on the on the crew. Like, keep, keep in mind, this came out in the 60s, right? So the 60s is the height of the civil rights movement. And here they are. Gene Roddenberry is like, fuck that. I want a black girl, you know, with her legs showing <laughs> on the bridge communicating. She is our first mode of transportation. She is our first line of defense. She had shit. Hey, hold on, Captain. We're being hailed uh, by a ship. You know, like we had a literal fully like it looked like the cover of a community college textbook uh, on the bridge. <laughs> and that's how it's supposed to look. You know what I'm saying? Fast forward to Discovery and Picard. Same thing right now. We have Michael Burnham is now uh, has a very significant role in Star Trek. And Michael Burnham was part I will spoil it. Part no, 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 because I, I will come through the screen for you. Uh, okay, all right, all right, all right. I won't say all right. Well, Michael, Bur let's just say this: Michael Burnham, and now she has a mate as well. People of color are driving this this uh, season. Uh, excuse me, this series. So I think that that's phenomenal, and I also love how uh, in Picard they still tease, they still kind of you know go at the the the, uh, the the nostalgia that a lot of us have. From those good old Star Trek Next Generation years when the episodes were so dope. Now, Tyrone, it sounds like you were more of a TNG person, mm -hmm. but did you stay with TNG and not go anywhere after that? Or was that just all it was that you watched? Oh, no, I, I jumped into Deep Space Nine and Voyager and, you know, I watched the movies and stuff. I, I did like the J.J. Abrams reboots. I enjoyed those. Yeah, um, I I enjoy star trek i wouldn't call myself a trekkie or a trekker uh i you know just out of respect for that fandom uh you know i'm not at that level uh you know i'm i'm more of a wars person you know but uh but yeah no i star trek is is definitely a big part of uh you know a big part of my my childhood uh, it was kind of how my dad and my brother and i would would kind of uh we would all just just kind of bond watching the next generation and and you know doing that whole thing i remember uh in elementary school I went to elementary school in California and uh, uh, there's always like kids of, you know, people who work in the industry and stuff like that. And we had a show and tell one day and they brought in, uh, uh, they brought in Jordy LaForge's visor. They brought oh! him from the set and we got to, you know, we got to like look through it and stuff like that, which was, that's a, that's a big moment for my childhood. I was like, Oh man, this is awesome. So yeah, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's there. It's in there. Uh, now, did we ever, well, speaking of Jordy LaForge's visor, you can see the visor live next week in Strip Trek uh, as we see uh, a young man uh, bouncing. Yes, that is uh, Trey DeMarc from Minneapolis. Um, I kind of, my, my big thing, like you said, we were talking about is that Star Trek School of Diversity. So I wanted to have as much of a diverse cast of race, genders, 
sexuality and so forth. So yes, April 2nd, next Friday is when the show airs. You buy your tickets. The link stays up until April 5th. Um, we've got people for, like I said, uh, Trey DeMarc portraying Jordy is from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, we've got Vita DeBoyd hosting, who is over in LA. Uh, Masterclass, who is our John Luke Picard, is from the uh, is from Tennessee. And I, I don't want to spoil the whole cast, but mm -hmm. like I said, this show is my baby. I've been wanting to do this show for four years, so I try to get the best cast that I could. Um, we also, I will say this for one of our other cast members, we have Dax exclamation point from RuPaul's Drag Race on this show. <laughs> oh, shoot. So, <laughs> please buy tickets because I got to pay the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll definitely be contributing to that. Um, I do have a couple questions uh, real quick about Star Trek itself. Um, but second to nine is uh seven of nine seven of nine excuse me seven of nine is uh all right for the for the woke universe i'm gonna go um i'm gonna go <laughs> off script and i'm gonna say something flattering about a young lady so please don't beat me up in the dms all right but second of nine is fine as hell <laughs> i don't know if it's okay to say that second of nine is i mean she's you know in terms of of rating i would say it's a horror zoe uh both ahuras and then probably second and I maybe throw Tasha, maybe throw uh, Deanna in there if you have to. Um, but second and I is and she's in Picard uh, yes. and she looks the same exact way she did uh, in Voyager uh, in, uh, in Voyager because she was yes. in Voyager, right? Yeah, she was in Voyager. Um, and I'm, for me personally, I'm glad to see her finally in something comfortable. Yeah. Because when she was in Voyager, she was wearing that skin tight cat scoop, cat suit. Fuck you, Rick Berman. Um, <laughs> and the corset underneath and these high heels. I'm like, none of this is logical. We know why you brought uh, Jerry Ryan, who plays um, Seven of Nine on there. It was to the point where at one point she passed out because the corset oh, was tight. It oxygen. So I'm so having her back in Picard and in something where it looks like she can actually fucking breathe. Yeah, wow. I'm loving it, man. And, and thanks so much for the background info. I, I mean, yeah. if you ever want to test somebody's nerd or blurred <laughs> culture or like their actual blurred cred, I think you passed every test. Uh, <laughs> you know, sure. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like she's like, uh, in the book of the TNG, Code of War. What's up, Adam? I, I got a question because we, we touched on the visor for a second. Yeah. Uh, I've always wondered could he see through that thing or was he blind? Like, he was did... blind. Mm -hmm. blind. He was blind since birth, and the visor is connected into his brain and um through you can see like different wavelengths and different patterns i mean the actual actor like he's wearing oh no no no, no 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 yeah you can see right through it wait a minute yeah wait a minute you think the guy who hosted reading rainbow was i know i know the actual actor is not blind i'm saying wearing that Visor, could he oh, see oh, that's oh, a good uh, question. Oh. Yeah, good it's question. like it's like looking through a you know, remember like in like old Mustangs and Camaros, like the the uh, the backs would have kind of like that 
with that like, like slotted thing slotted. going down. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it looks like that from the inside. Okay. Oh, so he okay. had very minimal vision, but he had some vision. Right, there was some obstruction there. You know, I'm sure he, he probably like you know he probably hit a few knees on some tables and stuff like that. Maybe stubbed his <laughs> the toe or two, but yeah, but you can see through it though. Yeah, his peripheral yeah, it, blocked completely. Thanks, you guys. I forget which tie was talking about how um, Picard was like the what was was it which, that was which tie was it? That was Tyleen. I can't wait to see this because I saw your face and I was like, oh, I can't wait to see where this goes. <laughs> the only reason I was not like I would say DS9 Picard season one and next generation. The only reason I would say Picard is second is because of what they did to Hugh. What? Oh, yeah, they killed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, shields up. <laughs> I mean, if, listen, if this is spoiler alert by now, then I mean, goodness. That was my alert. only thing. I was so happy to see Hugh because the episode I Hugh, where he first shows up, was mm -hmm. I it, it made me cry. It actually legitimately made me cry. And then the episodes that he shows up afterwards, when things are going on between Data and his brother Lore. I was like, oh shit, Hughes in Picard, this is great, this is awesome, this is why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. so mad. Biddle can yeah. tell you, Vince, Biddle can tell you, I was mad up, jumping up and down and throwing things. Oh, and man. I was three months pregnant at the time, Ooh. so I was, I, was, I was curious, I was curious. Oh man, <laughs> well just name the baby Hugh. Uh <laughs> 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 For anybody who hasn't seen Picard, imagine imagine the Matrix Neo as an android with the yeah. abilities like like to do like because that's what old girl is. Yeah, like he literally can do anything. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. yo, yeah. and then and then that and then that protector dude that that um is like a Robin. like 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 Picard's son. I don't know his name, but he's like he's like like Picard's you know. You know, fake son, like he, you know, but he, yo, he's bad. He's nothing to play with, and that, and like those fight scenes was crazy. So that's why I said Picard, man, for me, that first yeah. season, yo, minus the Hugh killing, like that, that first season is crazy. Yeah, and I, and I love, I love Discovery. Don't get me wrong, but that Picard first season was crazy. The only reason, the only reason I'm putting Picard back a little bit is because Picard himself is like a shadow of his former self, you know, and uh, he's not on the Enterprise. He doesn't have the same crew, um, you know. He still needed a visitor badge to visit Starfleet headquarters. It's like, don't yeah. you know who I am? But, yeah, you know. but he still got that Picard swagger. Like, oh. yo, don't know, dude. Listen, I, listen, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a fanboy when it comes to Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc Jean -Luc could put a, a Kango on and and throw a little a, a little <laughs> scarf on and and, and come through <laughs> yo you know he got that swag bro his yeah. swag is like no other no other and william shotner had his swag william william would talk you out your out your out your, out your britches he had the smooth look you know you know yo, william just walk in a room and the girls flock and he'd be over there just chilling and you got you got uh mccoy over here talking shit and 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 uh spark over here analyzing the whole surroundings like mm, you know what i mean like I yo i'll be back here like 
that way y'all y'all handling that that's william that was william shatner he you you always find him laid up somewhere i will say one of the most underrated captains who never seems to get his due is benjamin sisko yeah he first of all he punched q he punched an omnipotent being like it was nothing. <laughs> and when she was like, Picard never hit me. I'm not Picard. And then he was like, do no more. Yes. <laughs> and Avery Brooks, the way that he portrayed uh, Benjamin Sisko, I yeah. thought it was absolutely beautiful. You see one of the most loving fathers yes, because he has to take on the role of father and mother and mother after yep. his wife is killed yeah yeah so we see all that so he's trying to be father he's trying to be you know commander trying to be captain and then oh by the way you're kind of like the messiah for this people so to see him uh go through that go through the war with the dominion um, I he re, he really doesn't get it. He doesn't really get enough credit. And two episodes, uh, two series of episodes really hit with me. Um, the first is Past Tense, which happens when the Bell riots occur in oh 2024. God. She got this. Wow! Holy shit! Um, <laughs> wow! And the thing with what, what okay. happens with the Bell riots is that uh, poor people have basically just been crammed into these slums. They don't have jobs. They don't have health care. They don't have a lot of, like, the things that are going on now yep. in 2021, I'm like, Gene Roddenberry being a little bit too prophetic right now. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure how I feel about this. And how his character and uh, Dr. Bashir's, both people of color, have been thrown into the situation versus Jadzia Dax, who presents as a white woman. Um, and how their situ their uh, experiences were different. That those episode that episode hit me hard. The other episode that hit me was um, I can't remember the name, but he's basically having visions of him being a uh, writer in the 1950s. Yeah, yeah, on the holodeck maybe. No, no, no. That one wasn't a holodeck episode. That was, you know, some sort of like. Electrical discharge sends his brain off, random brain waves, and he's thinking that he's this writer. You see all the normals out of costume, out of prosthetic, and how that episode was a very big tell when it came to racism mm, in the 1950s. Yeah. But honestly, let's let's face it; it hasn't really changed in the past 60, 70 years. It's just found different ways. Yo. Fair to say, man, that Star Trek was incredibly prophetic, uh, to use those words. Mm -hmm. uh, just and I, I would I would say dare I would dare say not only was it prophetic, but it was instrumental in being a self fulfilling pro prophecy by putting in place what the future should look like. We adapted to it, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're even starting. They're even talking about these next space shuttles, the ones that may go to Mars. They're talking about calling them the Enterprise, and if you recall. Um, Star Wars, when it was a movie, there was a, a whole like galactic, you know, old, you know, military syst uh, 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 program called Star Wars. So sometimes these science fiction shows actually become adopted as reality, which is very encouraging because I can't wait till I can just order uh, 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 an ounce of weed uh, through the, uh, the, the generator. <laughs> I just want to be like, computer, 
give me a bounce of that Swedish Chiba. <laughs> well, I mean, your cell phone, your iPad, or your tablet, a lot of the technology that we are using regularly today, regularly today is based off of Star Trek. Literally. So we're, yeah. we're already there. Flip we're phone. already there. Flip phones. Yep. Remember the flip phones? Yeah. yeah. Like, literally the flip there you phones. Go. We're literally on like the even right now like in discovery they're still using flip phones in discovery even though like it like discovery actually oh man i didn't mean to do so much on star trek but phoenix is so well versed. <laughs> um but in discovery <laughs> they go, I, I was just talking about the warp drive in discovery they use this thing called a spore drive which is mm -hmm. like it makes the enterprise instead of it just being really fast it basically has a teleportation device. You know what I'm saying? And it can go anywhere in the universe as long as it can be mapped. As long as it can be, as long as it's somewhere that's been mapped before. It's basically like if you have, as long as it's on your GPS, you can just be him, just go there real quick. Of course, there's this whole technology that's embedded okay. in a human being, and it's a. Said, listen, Vinny, you said as long as it's on your GPS, but that's wrong. Remember that the um the thing that the the spore drive is hooked up to. It uh, already has mapped the universe. Oh, because remember that? Remember that entity or whatever that um thing was a like collected data. It's been collecting data, and uh, so it's already it already knows where everything is. Yeah, I forgot. I, All I, he I, asked it was just thinking. But well, that was. I mean, that it kind of goes along with my point because that that thing that I can't remember the name. Which uh, Phoenix, you ha you have to watch Discovery because I need you to memorize these facts because me and Ty can't remember. Um, but the uh, the the that thing that is hooked up to that being is now the GPS. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Like so, in actuality, it still it still holds true. But but, but I feel what you're saying. Though. I feel what you're saying. Um, but that's the universe that we can adapt to. That's one that we actually can say has really had an impact on us. Now, I don't know uh, uh, if that is the same for this DC universe uh, that we're living in now. Uh, segue, hallelujah. Uh, in that they are now uh, merging this universe with, uh, or excuse me, updating this universe since there was a, uh-oh, uh -oh, hey, Phoenix. All right. You I said DC, she was like, nope. The <laughs> <laughs> me up. I'm out of this piece. <laughs> oh, this ain't got shit to do with Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Um, but yeah, in, in the DC universe, uh obviously there have been some rumblings about the Snyder verse as Zack Snyder has gun has 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 basically generated all of the buzz. But before we get into the Snyder verse, something actually dropped this week that I thought was pretty cool that I was hoping we could discuss. And that is the actual trailer for, God damn it! Shit, I thought I uploaded it, but I guess I didn't. Uh, the, trailer for, God damn it. the trailer for Suicide Squad, all right? The Suicide <laughs> Squad's trailer actually came out, and it looks pretty damn good. We get to see your boy Idris Elba playing in the role formerly designed for Will Smith. And I have to say, it looks like it is going to be fairly decent. Now, I'm not a real big John Cena fan, but he looks like he found a role that fits him. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I get good vibes off of this. We get to see uh, King Shark uh, on the big <laughs> screen, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, I do think that I'm a little – I'm having a little bit of Harley fatigue here, guys. So I don't know if uh, – 
if it's just me. But yes, uh, have you seen the Suicide Squad? I think you posted it actually. Yes. What, what, yeah, I did. I did post it. So yes, I did see it. What you think about it? You think it looks good? What you think? I I actually thought it looked really good. I um I see a lot of characters that um are a lot of actors that I've seen you know in other movies that I did. I did find pr- quite funny. Um, like. I, they just showed him. I can't remember his name, but he's in this movie called um, like Adulting or something like that. Like I, I don't, I don't remember the exact movie. Yeah, it's oh my god, it, that dude's funny as hell. Like their outfits, I, I can't wait. John Cena, like I agree with you. I'm not a big John Cena fan, but like his, his scene and like you know the trailer, I was dying laughing. I was like, oh shit, John Cena and his bullshit's coming back. Like this, you know. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I'm kind of excited for it. You know what I'm saying? Because like, um, with taking Will Smith out of it, you know, it it doesn't leave his character for those you know those fun quirky puns that we were looking for in the last movie. So, I, I I'm 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 excited to see where it's gonna go. I don't have any I don't have any shade as of right now, but uh, you know, it, it can always come. You know, it's DC, so we'll see. Ty. Tyleen, bad tie. What are your thoughts about the Suicide Squad trailer, homeboy? I'm not impressed. I mean, when it comes down to it, you know how I feel about DC. Um, like I, I feel like it's gonna be, I feel like they're gonna find a way to sab they already found a way to sabotage it, if you ask me, because I I, I personally don't want to see a comedic suicide squad. I wanted to see some a real like yo, I really wanted to see them like you know show off the fact that you have you know murderers and killers and you know what i'm saying come yeah, on man like yeah, use them like what's they, the point of having a like a bad guy movie if they're gonna play be good but, like, but, but, but you're defeating the perp the premise is that they can't just go out and be evil because they have chicks in their necks that'll explode that's not why evil. Not, evil. not evil not evil what i'm saying is you're 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 employing criminals murderers to do the stuff that the good guys aren't going to do. So you send them in to do the dirty work. So they should be able to go in there and like really like do what they do. I want to see King Shark eating people like, like really like biting people's heads off. Like, you know what I'm saying? You mean like, like this stuff? I don't want to say that you missed the trailer. Uh, oh, there we go. <laughs> I was gonna say he, he, was, he was eating. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, I mean <laughs> that part. But it's, but it's still comedic though, man. I like I I just I would have rather seen a more serious um, Suicide Squad. I mean, y'all 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 could you know tear me up, rip me another one, but it's all good. I that's that that's that's the real for for me. I I I'm I'm not I'm not really for it. Well, I mean, did you like the first one? Um, I I did like the first one a little better. I did like it. I did like. I, well, I'm, I'm saying a little better. I, but I did say like it. I did it. like it. I'm like, damn, you got an advanced copy, right? No, 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 no. I did. I did like it. I just feel like this is like the you know the retirement home version of the Suicide <laughs> Squad. You got Elvis Elba with a full beard of gray, uh, like 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 he couldn't on, put man. no type of Beijing on none of that. Uh, Yo, you know what I'm saying? On, you got man. you got a, a old John Cena who retired from wrestling. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Oh like God. this is not he's not like the rock. Like he doesn't have the same fanfare that the rock has. Nah, and of course not. It, like this is just I I I yeah I I deep no, no. I just well, I can't. Well, but Pete Davidson is like the 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 representative of all things young, I guess, in this oh generation. So just by putting him in a movie. He's supposed to be like, you know, the young guy, you know, basically in everything. So is that is, is that not appealing to you, sir? And your your uh, youth? 
Yeah, yeah, I feel like he's he's gonna be nominated for an Oscar after this performance for sure. <laughs> yeah, I Absolutely. I like how Pete Davis is supposed I'm, I'm, I'm to already like... I'm already being I'm using my prophetic Star Trek vision, <laughs> 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 and I'm predicting that uh yeah he'll he'll win a Oscar, a couple of Oscars, a couple of Grammys, you know everything, every award for this. A this Grammy award. for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> check my face adam yeah. do you watch do you watch uh have you seen suicide squad i i saw the trailer this morning uh and i feel like i'm the only one in here who had no idea who king shark was I immediately <laughs> thought of, remember remember street sharks street sharks, yeah, street oh sharks. Oh, street sharks. yo <laughs> talk about memory exactly what i thought of when i saw that i was like I name drop something like <laughs> wow yeah, I, thought, I, I saw the trailer it, it didn't do anything for me like i i'm i'm with ty on this one i was like eh. i don't know yeah. like, it, it just didn't excite me like the, the only trailer that's excited me recently has been well two nobody which i really want to yes. see and yes. and uh godzilla versus kong Those which which came out which came out already in china by the way oh <laughs> god damn you china it's already out. Already got already got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I man. mean, can you really trust China's numbers? I mean, they, I mean, <laughs> why can't you? Why they, send, they can send us the virus, but can't send us the uh, the footage? No, that's that's not really. That's that was, really that, was, that was a little low. I, I didn't trust their numbers. Can you trust ours? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You got me. You got me there, bro. Damn. You got me there. They watch yeah, movies too on the same color TVs. I ain't gonna, yeah, I ain't gonna TVs, um, you know, like Ty. Yeah, that's right. That, Yo, uh, the Godzilla versus. Uh, by the way, I did mention, I think, to to some of y'all that Godzilla was going to be discussed this week, not knowing as I'm, uh, you know, as I'm buffering here, um, not knowing that it was actually going to be dropped next week. So I guess they sent me. I guess I saw the the Chinese release or something, but I didn't know. Uh, yeah, it's out. It's already out in China. Yeah, it'll be out on the thirty first. It'll it'll be out on the thirty first here. Oh yep, yeah, the thirty first. Yeah, so we'll be talking about Godzilla vs King Kong next week, and you look forward to that, hi, Adam. Before before we completely get away from Suicide Squad, are they not going to have the Joker in it because it was so bad? Or Thank was God. that the Joker oh, that shot oh, that no. bazooka at the end of the trailer? Great question. Yes, do you have any idea? Um, I don't, but if they do use the Joker, I pray to God that they don't use Jared Leto as the Joker. <laughs> because I can't. Why do you hate him so bad? I, listen, I, I like Jared Leto. I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I love Jared Leto and other things. As the Joker, he destroyed that character in in every form of way. You Why do you say, say that? It just <laughs> it just was bad. And Justice League, like I I actually was like mad that he was in that. Like that little <laughs> clip, I was like, why? Like, why did they have to do that? Like, one, he looked like shit. Like, he didn't look like the Joker. The Joker doesn't look like shit. He's like polished, you know, dirty nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, he's thug, you know? Like, so I just, I don't, I don't like anything about that whole scene that they showed in, in, the, in the Snyder film with like the flashback of, you know, Batman and him. I thought that was dumb as hell. So I'm just praying that they don't use that Joker again. I didn't like him in the in the Suicide Squad, to be honest with you. The first one, he was okay. Yeah. He didn't really like it, it. Didn't really get me excited. You know what I'm saying? I was just, I was still like, uh, if they're going to use a Joker, 
for this, like moving forward, DC, they need to use Joaquin Phoenix, like like legit. He played wow. and depicted that character like um, as better than anyone that can right now. I mean, you can't you can't go back and use Jack Nicholson as the Joker and Heath Ledger, unfortunately, and rest in peace. You know, he's not around to to keep up the, the charade that you know he 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 the the cadence that he just set. So I just I don't know. I'm yeah, I'm not excited for Jared Leto at all to be the Joker. You know, I'm I'm just I'm not I have no, no. faith in him. It's bad. I agree. And but I also have like a slight not necessarily personal vendetta against Jared Leto, but apparently like he's kind of doing a cult thing like the appropriation cult shit now. Uh oh. Wow. Yeah, where he's like, hey, come to our camp and embrace your spirituality. And, oh, we're going to charge you this many hundreds or thousands of dollars to do it. So, Whoa, what? What, is this in real life or are you talking about in the movie? No, I'm talking they're, about they're real they're life. That. That's not new. That's not anything new. Jared Leto was a cult leader? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's a culture thing. They've been doing that. Sorry, sorry not, Lisa, just, in the comments. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold in on. her bubble. So, <laughs> sorry, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, we're we're anti yeah, I don't, know, I, I don't sorry, know what the hate is. I don't know where the hate yeah, is coming yeah. from because I actually I, like them. See, yeah, I, I I felt like Jared Leto, like you said, he's great in a lot of things, but it didn't seem like he truly understood. No, the character of the Joker. No, he played him like a thug, yeah. like a badass, or whatever, yeah. like like you know, uh, don't don't fuck with me kind of thing, but like. That's really, I don't know, it was so far removed from what I view the Joker as. Like his, his, his laugh portrayal. was horrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, the Joker, uh, he's he's smarter than that. Like, he's he's not, like, the, the way Jared Leto kind of played him was all uh, id no ego, you know, whereas oh, I yeah. feel the Joker is very calculated. Yep. Yeah. Like, you know, I think that that was completely missing from uh, Jared Leto's version. I think y'all are are uh, mixing. underestimating how brilliant Jared Leto thinks Jared Leto is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, it's not that he misunderstands the Joker character; it's that we have all misunderstood it for decades. <laughs> And Jared Leto has finally under he's finally cracked the code and he's doing what Jack Nicholson meant to do and what uh, Heath Ledger oh, meant to do. No. So uh, to, in order to, to appreciate Jared Leto, you have to understand uh, uh, how, how Jared Leto thinks of himself. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, from I'm looking at things from his perspective and he nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Come on, bro. I guess Your I guess today I'm taking I guess today I'm taking the side of all the I guess I'm taking the side of the villains today. Because, because I, I think the fact that everybody is saying that he like I get it. The suit the original suicide squad, Jared Leto, was corny. The gold teeth in the mouth. Yeah. All of the, you know, all of the, the tattoos, all of that. Like, that fuck? was unnecessary. That was unnecessary. But that Jared Leto is not necessarily this Jared Leto. Now, we got a small sample size and we got a little bit of dialogue. What I did like was the sinister laugh. His no. little, mm -hmm. I, thought that, I thought that was, I thought, I thought that was pretty on point. And then when it comes down to it, Somebody said 
that he's calculated and everything like that. I don't think he said anything that would mislead you and make you think he wasn't. They they were having a little conversation. Uh, you know, Batman told him, be careful what you say. And this thing was like, fuck what you saying. I'm going to talk about you how I killed your friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that is, if you always, if you know the Joker, the Joker has always been a master antagonist to Batman. Like that is literally what he's, he's here for is to antagonize Batman. Like, like he told him, there is no me without you. And there is no you without me. It's literally that we have to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. We have a small sample size. I think y'all really are, are kicking Jared Wise down. I think y'all might be surprised if they do do a movie. I think he might do, he might, he might, uh, he might show y'all something, man. It'll be I trash. It'll be trash. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That laugh, that laugh was fucking You're muted, Vince. I gotta agree with Yaz on that one now. That laugh was fucking horrible. It was the worst Joker laugh I think I've ever heard. And I'm sorry. I love the Joker. I love everything about him. I love, I love the fact that he's conniving. I love that he's cunning. I love that he's strategic. You know what I'm saying? I love the Joker. The Joker is like. He's like the Riddler on crack. You know what I'm saying? That's what I love <laughs> about him. I love how, you know, he he strategically does things to fuck with Batman. That's, you know, like, that's how we fall in love with him so well. And I just feel like Jared Leto. Yeah, like exactly, exactly how how Heath Ledger did that. Like, he's baiting him. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's the Joker. And I get what you're saying on that. I just feel like... Jared Leto did not capture that in a way that I'm acceptance of his way of capturing it. He might have thought he did a great job, and you might have thought he did a great job, and I appreciate your opinion and his, but I just feel like Jared Leto is trash as the Joker. <laughs> and I am with Yaz's camp on, on, on this one. Just even the laugh, because I, I'm, I'm, I don't know how old everybody is, but I grew up on the Mark Hamill laugh. Mm -hmm. oh. The animated series I briefly, I remember like once, I don't know whether I was drunk or high, and I was watching the one with Jack Nicholson and everything. And then I saw the one with Heath Ledger. He, it, it, was it the same laugh? No. But it just the way he portrayed that character yep. was just beautiful. It was yep. perfect. It was conniving. He had points that you didn't want to agree with, but you realize he wasn't wrong. And right. then you have Jared Leto, and it's just like, what, 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 what happened? Well, what it, you know, do? I'm not, I'm not on Team Jared Leto, but in Jared Leto's defense, I'm gonna say that what you all hate about Jared Leto, I don't think is Jared Leto's fault, frankly. I think Jared Leto was led by the director of the movie to be the gangster gold teeth Jared Leto Joker that he was. And ultimately, it was uh, DC flaw, mm -hmm. which, again, we come back to the DC fallacies of creating multiple characters at once. Right. So now we have not only Jared Leto's version in Suicide Squad that's now starting to transfer into the Justice League, but we also have the Heath Ledger. I mean, the Heath Ledger version, of course, is, is going to, you know, is basically like the he has Black Panther type of, uh, of, of legacy. Yeah. Uh, as he leaves posthumously with the best Joker performance, frankly, for my opinion. But we also have Joaquin Phoenix and Jerome in Gotham. So there's like all these different Jokers that we have to come face to face with. And it just so happens that Jared Leto was uh, playing the part 
of what they wanted to portray as like a gangster jo joker in that Suicide Squad universe, which ultimately in this role was damn near Harley sidekick. You know what I'm saying? Like it seemed like like Joker was playing the role. So exactly, Harley Quinn. The jealous. I mean, the jealous. Not the jealous boyfriend, but the the protective boyfriend. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, like, that's, oh. that's that's my problem with it, though. You know what I'm saying? The Joker is his own man. You know what I'm saying? Like he is Kingpin. You know, like right, he's right, like right. he's like fucking um, Wilson Fisk. You know what I'm saying? He's the right. fucking boss. He was right. not a boss, and I, that's what just got me so much. You know what I'm saying? He was cheesy. He was just like he was. Uh, it was just like it was irking to see. Every time I saw him on the camera, I was like, I can't watch this shit. But like, yes, is it is it is it maybe that? And that's what I was. That's what I was kind of like alluding to earlier when I said that. I was saying like. The fact that you keep speaking of him, you know, in the in the person of the Suicide Squads, I'm just saying that maybe this Snyderverse Joker oh. is not the same Joker as that uh, Suicide Squad. That's right. why I said the whole gold teeth, thug, you know, tatted up. That we got a very small sample size in that epilogue. We got a, a, just enough to let you know that Superman is went ballistic. Mm -hmm. And we're in a whole nother. We're in a in a in a post apocalyptic, uh, you know, Earth now because he done destroyed. He done like, Lois is dead. We right. know all of this from the epilogue. We right. know that something happened to Lois. Superman is 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 killing. Is trying to kill them, and they're trying to kill Superman. We know right. that. So Joker and Batman are now teammates. We know that from, right. from the epilogue. So what I what I saw was just in that little bit of you know, dialogue between each other was that antagonistic behavior that I always see from the Joker. You know, Batman telling, look, man, I really want to kill you. And he's like, oh, you want to kill me? Well, when yeah. I say this, you really going to want to kill me. That's antagonistic at its best. If I'm telling you I want to kill you and then you start talking about my mama, that wasn't my problem though that's what i'm saying like even batman like you know batman you were like oh shit batman's about to fucking hop on this nigga you know what i'm saying like the joker like his antagonization it just wasn't the joker like that's that's not what i'm saying like i get what you're saying but each actor can take things and form it and and twist it into a way that it's it's like you said bucky was not believable for you he didn't really sell the whole right. you know soldier thing he's not selling me the joker he's just he's mm -hmm. not he's trying and i get that it this is the snyder's version of the joker i get that i don't have a fucking problem with him being a gangster with gold teeth and face tats and all that shit i don't but if you're gonna play the role play the damn role dog like be gangster be a damn thug like like i want to see you fucking like messing with people i want to see you doing some psychotic ass shit you're the joker that is what you do you know what i'm saying well, like why wasn't his movie um yes he wasn't even in it like that like for you to be talking about him like he did a whole bunch into it I'm we not, saw him for like two scenes i know but that's what i'm but that's not what i'm getting at i'm saying in all okay and jared leto in all in his character he didn't he didn't do it for me like I'm not, mm -mm, no, I'm my 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 underwear are dry, right? Like they're no, no. like you know what I'm saying? Like no, like it's just not happening. Like it did, it didn't do it for me. That's all I'm saying. You mute events. You're still uh, muted. We can't hear you, man. We can't hear you. 
My bad. I got. I don't know what happened. I, that was somebody hating. That was the Joker uh, in my system here. Uh, oh, you still can't hear me. Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. You can hear me. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, like, I'm, I'm physically and mentally and psychologically and theoretically between Yaz and Ty. Like, I'm not. I don't. I frankly, I'm. I'm not against Jared Leto playing the Joker. I'm against the version of the Joker that was in Suicide Squad more exactly. than I am against Jared Leto himself. Same. I think that Ty is right that we got a tiny morsel of Jared Leto as Joker in Suicide Squad, and that morsel was nasty. It tasted exactly. like ass, which is why we don't want it. We spit it out. <laughs> we don't want that version, especially <laughs> because we had. Listen, look at what we have to compare it to: Mark Hamill as the voice, Dude. Heath Ledger. As the Joker, Joaquin. I keep saying Joaquin because I keep thinking of Joaquin Noah from the Bulls. Um, but Joaquin Phoenix, even even old boy off of um uh, Gotham. Yeah, even in So now we've got this freaking guy with his gold teeth looking like Gucci Mane meets the Joker in Suicide Squad. It just doesn't sit right with us because we already have our standards up here when it comes to our jokers. So we can't just get any old pussy ass joker. We need somebody to stand up. And, and, and keep in mind, this Suicide Squad hit before the Joker movie hit. So this was the next joker on screen that we were introduced to after losing Heath Ledger, who I still think was the best joker, even over Jack Nicholson. I so, agree. I just think that he unfortunately oh. was in the wrong script in the wrong movie at the wrong time. Jack, Jack, well, I was I wish we could get Jack on the show so he could curse you out, boy. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I love Jack. He was better than Jack. Oh my Dude, god. He's the with him dancing down the street and pulling that big ass gun out of his pants and Hey Ty, hey Ty. Hey Ty. You revolutionized the role, man. He yeah. <laughs> look at look at TJ Legacy's comment though. I'm dying right now. <laughs> oh, dude, what did TJ say? Oh, God. Jared, yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt. Can you I think y'all gonna be real surprised. I'm I'm honest. I'm being honest with that. I think like like I said, if we can get past, if if just for a second we can get past that whole little couple of episodes on Suicide Squad, I think not the Snyder verse the writing. Is so good. Look I guess you. The, the difference in how we perceive characters from the Josh Whedon to the Snyder cut. We now know and have a true love for Cyborg. We see yes. how Snyder, like, literally went through detail after detail of getting this man his credit. We now, we like, I think he's going to do that if he's allowed to with each character Martian right. Joker. Yeah. Uh, cause, cause, look, we got a, a fit Ben Affleck a back, and, I'm, and, 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 and listen, that's big. That's big, oh, though. That's big because everybody's problem was he looked fat and out of shape. Now yeah. we getting a fit Ben, and I'm, a, I'm gonna be honest, a fit Ben is a good Batman. He yeah. is, he is a fit Ben is a good, a good Batman, man. I don't know. Ben as Batman is just like Ben in general. Like, we, why are we still using him? Like, <laughs> he's all I have a question about. I'm just saying, in everything Ben has been in, what's what? Please tell me what's your favorite. What Ben has been in some good stuff. Don't do that. I, yeah, Ben. Yeah, don't, ben, 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 ben like that now. Yeah, the, like the that. town. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. Jersey, Jersey Girl. Sounds like a bank robbery movie. The, yeah, the, ta the town. Yeah, he's been in some good stuff. Now, okay, so you guys name two movies. You guys name two movies. Now. How many fucking movies has he been in? Y'all only name two. He, oh, he good been Will Hunting. Good Will Hunting. Look, yeah, uh, let me put it like this. Some Oscars. Like, yeah. Let, like, let me put it like this. Yeah, look, Yaz, Yaz is judging Ben based on his comic book movies. No, no. Every, no, no, all, no. every, every movie that Ben Affleck had some role in orchestrating in other words he was a writer or director or producer in those movies he kills it i'm gonna keep it real yes, good world hunting right. he destroyed the town you're was right. great jersey girl phenomenal um i think i think women hate ben because ben because you know, yeah. cheated on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely not they be like okay, i hate him he's a fucking cheater and yeah. and and honestly if you look at ben's career ben was a box office pull like he was a box office pull. Like you could pull you when when they when they when they brought him on for Justice League. I guarantee you they paid that man big big money. Big oh, big money. To come on League, over. When they brought him on for Batman versus Superman. When yeah. they rebooted. I mean, I'm I I for one, I'm still in the minority, and I'm going to maintain my position on saying that Dawn of Justice was not as bad as everybody's trying to make it out. It yes, long. Yes, it had some some lulls where there wasn't a lot of action. But overall, I still like Dawn of Justice. Now, I did go back and rewatch it, and I did notice that it, it was a little slower um, than I originally, than, like in the movie. I think I gave it a pass yeah. because it starts off with so much accent, like with the fight from with with uh, with uh, uh, Kal El and Jor El, uh, not Jor El, no, but uh, uh, Zod uh, in the very beginning. So I I still think that Superman Dawn of uh, Superman vs Batman Dawn of Justice was good. It introduced us to uh, the new uh, version. Of Lex Luthor, it introduced us to Wonder Woman. It gave us Doomsday. Um, even though I think that they went to the Superman death way too quick, uh, but I mean that's not too far from Marvel. Marvel actually, I think the Civil War saga was done too quickly as well. That could have been a whole three movie. I think they'll probably do better with Secret Wars, but the Civil War was a huge deal in the comic book universe. Like it went on for like a year or two. You know what I'm saying? Before there was any conclusions uh, with the literature of it. So I don't know uh, if I'm going to write off Ben as a terrible Batman. I, I just, think that. I, go ahead, yes. I just think you guys are looking at the whole picture of the movies that he's been in, not his actual acting. <laughs> That's just what I'm going at. You guys are looking at, oh, the movie was good. Like Jersey Girl, yeah, it was a good movie. His Yo, acting, ben is a good actor, man. okay. He's you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Lisa, Lisa agrees with me in the comments, so I saw well, you him and Lisa. Let's, let's, ask, let's ask the actor. Let's ask the actual actor. What what say you, Adam, about I, Ben Affleck? The guy has such a big body of work. I have to say, Thank you. there's there's some things that are great. There's some things that are not good. But I mean that. That comes with any big body of work, but I mean Argo, the town, yeah, uh, Argo, uh, the accountant. I don't know if you ever saw. Yes, that, that was really good. He was uh, a hitman. Like I said, the movie was movie. good. Was his acting good though? Yes, he was the main character. He's in a lot of those movies. He's the main character. You don't. Know, Tyrone has been very quiet this whole time. Just, and be the main <laughs> Tyrone, say something. About yeah, yeah, Tyrone. Tyrone's been quiet as hell. Like right? <laughs> 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 no, I. Uh, I uh, Ben Affleck is a decent actor. I I think he I, I so I'm just gonna go on record. I after watching the Snyder Cut of Justice League, did not like any of it. I don't like. I think it's uh, I I think the and it's, it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be weird. I think the best thing that that DC could do is stop messing with Zack Snyder. 
That's that's what? my honest opinion. Yeah, I think I and and I'm just I just what I have found is that I'm not a fan of Zack Snyder's style. I didn't like Donna Justice. I didn't like uh, the Justice League Snyder cut. I didn't like the the uh, the Whedon version either. Uh, but yeah, we I have I have so many. Ty, we might have to yeah. take a break. We Why did we just roll here, man? What are you doing, right, man? We're gonna I got to break, bro. What are you doing? Yeah, I got to. I got to be honest. Doesn't like Snyder. Can we just well, let put me it on a record? And and that's the and I'm I'm glad I can do this watch. because my optimism isn't just delusion. You know, it's okay. based on <laughs> like let me ask you like let me ask you a Justice League question. Like uh, uh, so, this is a fight for the for the the the, the world uh, and and the universe. And it's like it, it and it, it's like end of days kind of stuff. And like all of Atlanta, all of Atlantis, and all of the Amazons they have are just like, well, I hope they do good fighting. They're just like hanging out, just hoping things are okay. Like they didn't even join the fight. Like, why are y'all just chilling? Well, because I don't think the Amazonians are allowed to leave Amazon. Yeah, uh, they're not. They, but they that's have why Wonder Woman so special because they, she, they were, but they were able to go and chase uh, Jason Momoa down when he was, you know, hanging out in different places in the uh, in the Aquaman, Aquaman movie. They have all like the the technology where they can breathe outside of the water and stuff. Well, can I answer that question? They're chasing his that's mom. A good question. Yes. Go ahead, well, Tyler. let me answer that question. The reason that you didn't see all of the Amazons, all of the Atlanteans and everything is because the the real boss never showed up. And like that, that's what you have to that they were like the Justice League was just fighting with like the like the Stephen third Wolf. in charge, like the fourth. Like he was like the fourth on the list <laughs> of people, you know, like like it, they he basically sent like his driver to go take over the world. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So there was really no reason to bring, you know, everybody to that. This wasn't Thanos. This was Steppenwolf. You know what I'm saying? Now, when Darkseid comes, then you bring everybody and their mama to the fight like you did when Thanos came. It's like that's that's usually how it works. Well, and that's and that's my biggest problem with the with the Justice League movie is that it's like for me, it's it's like a, a four hour trailer for a bunch of better possible movies like this this <laughs> post-apocalyptic situation where superman's going to kill. i want to see that movie like show me that movie where like th there's some stuff happening the uh, you know martian manhunter doing his thing uh you know uh, any any of the the flash parts that happen it's like okay like this dude's like can literally you know turn back time and stuff like that but like we just get to see it in this little brief moment there's in order in order for me to to enjoy justice league as it's presented i got to be like Man, there's a lot of good possible stuff out there that, you know, if, if I use my imagination and fill in a lot of blanks, like create entire new movies with my imagination, <laughs> Justice League was awesome. But Tyler, if you went to job, if you went to work tomorrow and your job told you, listen, um, this could possibly be your last day. Uh, but but you might can stay, but you're gonna have to work harder than you ever worked, and we're gonna have to feel like you did it, and you know what I'm saying, did did it just enough to keep you. That's literally how Zach had had to write the script. Oh wow! Warner Brothers was like, "Look, we're not giving you another movie after this. Uh, we really don't even want to do this one, but we we you signed a contract, so we'll we'll do it." You know what I'm saying? That's how Warner Brothers was literally in the in the negotiations with him. Like we're we're not really trying to help you do anything. Like do what you got to do. So here's Zach. Like okay, if this is my last movie, let me right. do something profound to where everybody's buzzing about it. So if Warner Brothers wants to drop me or somehow some right. way we can get DC away from the uh you know Warner Brothers, 
like uh you know what Marvel just did with with Sony and and mm -hmm. and all and Fox. Fox. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If we can do that, like let let's create a buzz. HBO Max has already said, look, I know Warner Brothers don't want to do it, but we sure as hell want to do some shit right. with with uh, a series or something. It doesn't have to be a movie, but you could do a a, a Justice League series, yeah. bro. <coughs> this, this like literally, he touched on so many things. I granted yeah. four hours. You're right. I, I was, I was, I had to stop and, and go and eat and come back and two or three times. But ultimately, we got so many details and so much stuff that we didn't get before. And now we're thirsty, just like Marvel does it with us. We're hoping that Zach can do that with this with a series, or Zach can bring DC back into the fold because they've been gone for so long. So man, this this for me was was really a step in the right direction for DC, man. I, I, I do have to say that it is definitely uh, before Ty answers. Uh, it's definitely breaking news that Ty Rohn <laughs> thinks something is not great. Uh, this is the first time in New Blurred Order history that Tyrone has had a negative comment about anything, and we've right. talked about everything. Yep. And <laughs> Tyrone has been, he's normally will, it, it shocks me that he says that he wasn't impressed. He would normally, I'm assuming he would be like, it wasn't my favorite, you know, or could have been better. He's like, I didn't like it at all. I'm like, oh, shit, who are you? <laughs> uh, but just to kind of piggyback off of something Ty was talking about, uh, there is like a little bit of a backlash right now uh, with regard to the Snyder Cut. And DC, for all their, you know, mishaps, are lobbying to do this one right. Like they actually want to continue. But unfortunately, it seems like WB, Warner Brothers, is not necessarily giving them the opportunity to move forward with what seems to be, with the exception of Tyrone's opinion, a successful business model for this for the Justice League movies. Um, even in an article that stated exactly what happened, that the Justice League proves Warner Brothers had a big opportunity to compete with Marvel, but the impatience and the panic because they're still getting on Zach about that Warner about that Batman versus Superman movie. And they're still not giving him the full uh, gist of his uh, reward as a result of that. And so now, even though he came back strong, which is this is like when, you know, let's say uh, back in the day when A-Rod or Pujols or I don't know, you know, Frank Poppy would hit a ball, hit, hit it out the park. Um, but only at their fourth at bat, you know, like right in the eighth inning and as opposed to like the first few when he should have hit the grand slam. It's like, oh, damn, Poppy, you messed up. But he came back strong. Now, here's where I think it could have been maybe a little better. Uh, maybe not releasing all the parts at once. Uh, this actually could have been a legitimate series could have. Uh, in the Justice League universe. I could have easily seen them releasing part one and me being like, oh, man, I can't wait to see what they do with part two. You know what I'm saying? But they put it all out there. But that's what Netflix does, you know, which we have somebody who's on Netflix on the panel as well. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I just I just I'm shocked that what what did you not like about it, bro? I mean, before we I mean, I mean, specifically, like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that I'm not a DC yeah, fan. Again, explain. Yeah, man. Give us the specifics, bro, because this is this is my this is literal breaking. Like, this is a big deal, bro. What's going on? Yeah, I just I thought uh, so. Again, I will say I, I I found that I'm just not a fan of if this is if this is like Zack Snyder's vision, like if this was Zack Snyder's unfiltered vision, the way he wants to do it. I'm just not a fan of what Zack Snyder has to offer. Uh, I thought that because uh, even still, we're still talking about the best thing being like what could possibly be. 
right. after all of that and after all of this time waiting for Zach, the Zack Snyder cut, how it's really supposed to be presented and, and the true version of this film. Uh, I just there's so many moments for me in that movie where I'm just like, this isn't even how people talk. Like this is like, <laughs> do you just not, not know how people talk to yeah. each other? I mean, they talk in, in, you know, in little, uh, you know, in these little, it, like the moment, the specific moment I'm thinking of as they're, as they're kind of going over their plan of, of how they're going to go in and they start to kind of like, they, they, one person says something and then they pass it to the next person, they pass it to the next person. And it's like this really weird dialogue scene where they're finishing each other's sentences and i guess that's supposed to be us being like oh they're a team now because they can do this bit and like it just it everything just seems so when i'm looking at like this the storytelling in Zack snyder stuff mm. if it's not action it's exposition and there's there's nothing to really make me uh care like i didn't care about anybody wow, wow. you know what i mean and that's this that's is, just me that's my personal opinion this yeah, yeah, so that's uh, yeah. Because wow. <laughs> wow. all of us and Jesse in the comments disagree with you, bro. Yo, Jesse wrote an essay on you, bro. You made him. He is. Oh man, I gotta read now. Come on, man. Right now. Oh, oh, damn. Let me read it in the actual. I'm gonna have to read that afterwards, man. That takes way too much. I'm gonna print that out. Uh, well, you are in the minority here, bro, yeah, and, sure. and that's typically unusual. But uh, we respect your wrong opinion, and uh, oh yeah, I'm fine. With that. I just, <laughs> I just want to put my opinion out there and just let people know. For all of you, you know, uh, for all of you, oh. like me, who who didn't jump on the hype train, you know, just understand that we may, you know, people may kick us, you know, people may uh, may sneer at us and, and throw rotten tomatoes at us in the town square. But, uh, you know, we do have there is a small community of us out there who just, you know, we like, uh, you know, we like to. Well, let me stories. ask you. Let me ask you this. I say you, you say you didn't like the. Other, so did you like the original Justice League? I didn't like uh, the the Whedon version either. I thought it was just okay. it was. And, and to to be fair, the Snyder Cut was better than the original version, better than okay. the, the Whedon version that put out. It was better. Low bar, but it was better. I think uh, the only movie that the only Zack Snyder movie that I really appreciated was Man of Steel. Uh, I think that that was actually like a good story and it was done well. And, and, you know, yeah. And it was, so uh, I just think it, it, when, when they were trying to do the team up thing and they, and they were given, and maybe, maybe it is because they were giving him a lot to just, to just throw into one movie. And they're like, Hey, guess what? Introduce all these characters, uh, but do it in like three minute conversations. Give us all the stuff we need to care about in about three minutes. So we can just do this action scene real quick. And uh, it, it, that, that doesn't give me what I need to to sit down through four hours. I actually watched Infinity War after watching that Snyder Cut just to kind of see, you know, how that felt and 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 you know, and the difference between it. And I was like, man, Infinity War. Everybody who popped up on that screen is like, I care about this person. I care to see what happens to them. You know, and I I hope I hope nothing bad happens to this person. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, but when you know when Batman pops up, I'm like, okay, he's gonna grumble at me for another thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and then like shoot a grappling hook somewhere or whatever. And it's like, oh, oh, Flash has a little quip and then he's going to like trip on himself or whatever. It's like it was just kind of these the, the characters didn't have a lot of depth. Well, well I mean, all right. It, at least you are su- satisfied with the character arc of Cyborg. Right. I mean, we one of the things that I liked about this Zack Snyder cut was the fact that we did get a bigger a broader view and glimpse 
of the cyborg backstory uh did that at least touch you tyrone I, yeah i agree that they like if they did a good job finally giving him an, uh, a decent origin story uh understanding his character uh at a deeper level and and i, I would say uh, of anybody on the screen i cared about him the most uh, and it's yeah. because we actually got to see like why he was the way he was, the stuff that he yeah. went through, that sort of thing. Uh, when we didn't, we didn't get to see that really at any point um, in in uh, Dawn of Justice or uh, or Justice League, especially with Batman, who's supposed to be like the person we're you know we're leaning on to carry this movie right. supposedly. Uh, you know, gratefully, uh, Cyborg came in and kind of saved it in a lot of parts. But even then. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, a lot of the cyborg story was typical hero origin tropes. Uh, you know, I was the football guy and then, you know, my yeah. mom died and then my dad died. And uh, and I'm just mad about that. And we but we don't really get to see like who who was he before any of it. You know, he all we knew yeah. was he was mad that his dad wasn't there. That yeah. would have been another that would have been another hour and a half right there in, oh, yeah. in itself. Like to, to go in, into all of that. Like I said, I think with a lot with with what you may not, I mean, I'm not even gonna say you're not grasping because I know better, but what you what you're not acknowledging is again, you are working under duress. You have the production company telling you that yo, your days are numbered. They don't Think about making nothing else after this because we're not picking it up. We're done. Like whatever, whoever you ticked off in the Warner Brothers office is like literally like F you. And so he had to literally, I mean, four hours. So you re you realize he probably cut out another hour and a half just to get it down to four hours. But this wasn't supposed to be his like, this is my vision. This is the way I want this to look. And this is why we're calling it the Snyder Cut. This is why we waited so long. Wasn't this, this was supposed to be the representative version of his vision well, without any kind of uh, without shackles. Without Whedon's hands in it. You right. Know, yeah. Because you know Josh Whedon already put out his version, the, mm -hmm. studio, the studio was not willing to go back and do a whole movie over. So mm -hmm. he, instead of him doing his actual cut, you're now sitting here taking pieces of your cut and splicing them into this other cut that was already done, and that's where that's what I'm saying. He doesn't. He didn't have. It's. It, he didn't have a lot of time to do what should have been done. Which I agree would have been better if you just did six individual movies and did an origin story for each character. That would have been dope. But let, let, the fact that he couldn't. Let me cut in here. You know, what? you guys, the banter between y'all is I know. pretty magical. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I watch them do y'all own show or something. You know, I mean, maybe one coming, day. Man. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Cool. To the very <laughs> soon. Very so soon. If y'all like had your own little thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah man. It's coming. You know. Yeah, yeah, what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna zip each, we're gonna zip ourselves into the same sleeping bag, and then we're going <laughs> to be face to face, and then we're gonna have these these disagreements. No, no, no! Don't forget, don't forget, Tyrone. We gotta have our our legs locked. Yeah, and then you just be able to see toes. You'd be like, whose toes are those down coming yeah, out yeah. in the sleeping bag? And is that's the whole thing? It's like this this one's my toe. <laughs> and yeah, so it's, uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna dive into all of the the logistics of that show and stuff. But yes, yeah, so if you uh, yeah. like if you like what you're seeing here, <laughs> yeah, then, the, uh, the, then stay the, tuned. The tie toe cast is coming your way, uh, everybody. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and get up out of here, y'all. We're already three minutes over our allotted time. I want to say thank you to my homie Adam for stopping through. Adam, look like you had something to say real quick though. 
I, I was going to say to touch on what uh, what Tyrone was saying about the hype train. I mean, if you remember when uh, Star Wars Episode One came out, yeah, people were all excited about it. They thought it was mm-hmm. the greatest thing ever. And now people look back on it and go, it was trash. <laughs> it could yeah. just be that it's, you know, new and fresh. And people are like, this is great. We might look back on it five years from now and go, why did we like this? Yeah, well, I know I know who didn't understand any of that uh, trash talk was my boy Jar Jar. Uh, still doesn't understand <laughs> Why you had to drag uh, that movie? Love the Jar Jar. I mean, Jar Jar, in all honesty, made that movie great. Uh, and y'all need to put some respect on his names and his eyeballs because Misa no having no boomer. Uh, is that dude on my left leg. Um, and uh, odd story, which we won't get into now because we're wrapping up, but uh, odd story, uh, I've read an article that said that Jar Jar was actually meant to be the the, the villain in that movie, but yes, people hated him so much That's that they had it. to rewrite the script. And that sucks because that would have been real cool to see Jar Jar come out with a double-sided lightsaber and start kicking ass. But that's a whole, that's a story for another week. Um, but as we wrap up, man, Adam, congrats on your success, my man. Congrats on everything you're doing. We didn't even get to really get into all that Adam has done on his screen, man. Adam, again, in the MCU, Adam actually did act as well in a small short screen uh, flick uh, that we didn't really get the chance to showcase. Um, but I don't know if you remember doing this, Adam, but I did see you in Swamp Murders 2 there, bro. And I thought that was pretty <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> he had a speaking role. It was pretty dope. But thank you so much for joining us, big bro. Where can we see you next? Or is there anything we can look forward to seeing you? Where can we follow you? What's going on? I mean, uh, they can find me on YouTube. Just look for Adam Murray. Or if they're in the Jacksonville area, I'm at the Comedy Zone with Felipe Esparza next week, uh, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Oh, I know somebody that's in the Jacksonville area. Um, hello. What up? Uh, yeah. What I, up? Uh, do y'all need an opener by chance? Because uh, this guy <laughs> right here, uh, you know, if he's not uh, fit, foot tangled with Ty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All the day. protocol. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a Felipe Esparza question. Yeah, I know. I'm just messing with you. I'm not. I'm not asking for a gig. I mean, unless you're gonna do it, you know what I'm saying. But low key, uh, but low key, Tyrone fired. is hilarious stand up wise. I keep telling Tyleen that he's gonna he's gonna look at Tyrone completely different when he gets to see him uh, do a stand up. But once again, man, big up to you, Adam, and thanks so much for joining us on this long ass podcast. In which I think we may we may you may have zoned out on us a couple times. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I'm just fucking with you, bro. Nah, man, it's all love, big bro. Thank you so much for joining us. And everybody, make sure y'all check out Hillbilly Elegy as it has been nominated for two Academy Awards. Now, on to my home girl, Phoenix Midnight Phoenix. I know where we can see you next week, but where can we find you if you want to, you know, just be a fan of you and your work? So you can find me on Facebook as uh, Phoenix Midnight. I have my profile on my page. Uh, you can find me on Instagram as well. Same thing, Phoenix Midnight. I may or may not be working on an OnlyFans. We, oh! You know, oh <laughs> Look, man, my kid got to eat, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And then, of course, you can check me out. Next Friday is when strip track happens. The room's gonna open up at eight. Show's gonna start out at uh, at nine o'clock. If you get your VIP tickets, you can come and hang out with me and some of the other cast members. 
after the show, you know you want to, you know you got to do something special for first contact day. This is the show to do it. Ah, yo, I love the concept of thirst contact, yo. That's good play on words <laughs> uh, as it pertains to the movie. And Phoenix, for those of y'all don't know, does design her own flasks and does a lot of different uh, uh, things merchandise-wise. So I think she's got it as Yaz would call it, Itsy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, uh, Etsy store is uh, fiery and fierce. And yeah, I got a whole bunch <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> wow. Oh, black drinks matter. Oh, and okay, she's in Gainesville, so that oh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, 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 they're coming out. I got out one more. I got one more. I got one. Well, more. hey, now that oh, one I like. Yeah. I love that one. That actually goes with my my little. I got my little thing right here. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you have. You know. It's, well, shoot, man! I'll send you my camera, my PayPal. You can put it in there. Oh, yeah. Shit. Okay. Hey, listen. I'm definitely going to contribute uh, my hard-earned stimulus. Uh, to some of that, uh, to to that, uh, to to this show. So make sure you all check out Phoenix McKnight. She will be live on display this upcoming weekend, next week. Um, so get your tickets now before they are sold out. A couple quick announcements before we let everybody go. We're gonna go ahead and have our homies stand by. And Ty, uh, did you have anything else to not like uh, before we? <laughs> uh, I, I hate food. You guys ever tried food? <laughs> Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it just no. Zack Snyder got me, but that, other than that, I'm good. I'm good. Everything is great. The world is great. Uh, food is great. The show is great. You guys are great. I gotta, I gotta like restack the optimism just so I don't have to go out on a bad oh note. Yeah, I don't want to. You better, you lose better my bring brand. all the happiness next week. No, none of yeah. this. You know, flip flopping yeah. shit. Yeah, I'm gonna come dress. I'm gonna come full Joker smile. And, you know. <laughs> no gold teeth though. No, no gold teeth and no tats. No gold, no gold teeth. Okay, you're gonna yeah. see him in the burlesque show too. He's gonna be this version of the <laughs> All right, thanks, Ty. Stand by, guys. We're gonna talk a little bit after this. Uh, but of course, uh, you know the gang. We want to talk about uh our quick announcement. We do have an event next week. Uh, excuse me, not next week, but next month. Not even next yeah. month. Two months from now. At the Geek Easy, we will be live. And I'm talking about all the way live. Oh, no. What you doing, baby? Yes, well, we're doing it all the way live. We are requiring Star Wars masks for you to come on out to our live taping of the new Blurred Order. Here is some of the folks who's going to be there. Some of the familiar faces of what you've seen. One Daniel Biddle, Marvin Izquierdo, Chris Alexander, Luke Dupuis, even Minnie and the homie LJ, also known as Mazoku, will be in the building. Get your tickets now, which they are not on sale because it's free before 8 p.m. Uh, but we will be giving out some VIP type tickets and doing things like that. But I'm looking very forward to this, man. I don't know about y'all, but uh, this will be a combination of stand up comedy and live taping. So you want to be in the building. And uh, this might be breaking news for some people in the cast, but we're planning to do a po- uh, to do a live broadcast or a blur cast, so we should call it, on May the 4th as well with a whole host of folks that love Star Wars because that is officially Star Wars Day. So on the way out, man, any any news, Yaz, anything uh, other than your green screen and uh, and your lovely new setup that we have to look forward to with you? And yes, um, I just want to let all the blurs know that um, we are officially going to be having official new Blurred Order merchandise. Um, it'll, be, yes. it'll be popping up soon. So um, I'm wearing some of it already right now, as you see. Ow! Um, you know, representing for the blurs. So uh, look forward for that. I'll uh, I'll start sending you guys, you know, some some little sneak peeks of things in the uh, in the page in the group chat. But uh, 
stay tuned. It's going to be some great stuff coming up. I'm excited. Yes, yes, yes. All right, Ty, anything on the way out home? Boy, I was popping, man. Can we catch yo, you? Yo, 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 yo. News, news, flash, news, flash, news, flash. For all those that love the tie and the good tie and the bad tie, yeah, we got a show uh, that we put together. It's going to be popping off Tuesday uh, at 6 30. We're going to say 6 30 for sure. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the name of the show, Ty, Ty, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing this out here now, Ty, because I sent you a text. You ain't respond. But, uh, <laughs> I just responded. <laughs> but I know, right? the, uh, the name of the show is going to be Untied. So um we we gonna get it open. We gonna get oh well, pause. Uh, <laughs> we gonna <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. We gonna talk about a lot of crazy stuff. You just gotta tune in to see what we gonna say. You just gonna you 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 better believe he ain't gonna be doing all of that uh uh, uh negative stuff. That's gonna be left over here right here, man. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be you know he, this guy he he's the he's the he's the optimist, man. We gotta keep him optimized natural self uh but yeah look at look at his face he looks like the sun on the box of raisin brand he looks like what was that uh what was uh the the kid who used to the oscar meyer wiener uh smile like that yeah if we didn't yeah, age ourselves whatever, before whatever, we whatever. definitely Mike. did now man <laughs> all right so y'all bask in all this light-skinnedness uh as ty and ty will be coming to you untied love untied. it love it bro that's a big yeah. deal man and everything else that they'll discuss will be announced so look out on the new blurred order facebook page and possibly even the instagram um where we will be making those announcements as for me uh i mean i ain't nobody i'm just doing the same old regular old regular old thing uh but i'm looking i'm really looking forward to a few upcoming shows when in sanford in a couple weeks uh i will be at i'll be downtown orlando next week at uh my man will mill spot which i can't remember the name of right now but i think i'm still on that and a couple other things but you know you follow the page if you want to find out anything about that but most importantly please be your authentic self because if you're not being yourself what is you being fake and that is intolerable and even tyrone to tell you that and like i always say <laughs> no matter what you do wherever you go go on ahead let that geek flag fly holler at your boy fighter too i just really hate for me kin and rock too i find it hard to be like i keep a wee ninja hanging and now uncle i was hanging if you negative and energy then stay out the vicinity oh yeah